Welcome to Biggest Geekest. We are your hosts. I am Joe. And I'm Randy. And this is episode 80 of our podcast. Now, I invite... Invite? What's wrong, Joe? Hold on. Joe's doing many things. All right. Technology master do his stuff. All right. Everybody out there. Got a good crowd already, man. Yeah. Um, Outer Puff Deer and Pete. Larry. Darth. Lots of folks. Yeah. Cool. Now, one other person we were supposed to have with us is Shadow of Shadow and Son. And if you are out there in chat land, I did post a link like I did last night into Facebook Messenger. So hopefully you get that soon. Right. All right. But if not, Sorry, I was late because I was eating my food. Joe, Joe's like that. He needs to eat like almost three times a day. Almost. <laughs> More like five. <laughs> Truth. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we got a late start. Uh, one of our friends ended up um, in a bad way. My wife helped uh, oh. them out, helped her out, and... Um, by the time she got back and everything, she uh, was tired and just threw, threw our routine off. So, um, let's see. I think I just got something from... Where are you at? The house, Barn Man. I think I've seen everybody now. He um, Shadow is in California, so he is on California time. So, <clears throat> that's fine. Yep. As soon as he gets here, we'll pop him in. We've got a few things to talk about. We, we uh, brought him on for our discussion of evil. He's <laughs> um, in the house, brother. Oh, so. oh, hey, Hank Barnett asked, what is that track on the intro? What is what is our intro track besides being total BA metal? Um, <laughs> It is called, what is it called? Game Over. Okay. And it's um, some just some um, royalty-free music that I found uh, when I started looking at the very beginning, of, um, way back when we, when we started a couple of years ago. I can't remember the name of the artist. He's somebody that sells royalty-free music. So you, we pay, paid $12, and we got – it's a longer track than that, It's and it sounds better for some reason making a, a short snippet of it and putting it in uh, – in, uh, YouTube makes it sound like junk. So oh. it sounds a lot better on our, um, when we have, when we did it before on YouTube, or not on YouTube, when we just did audio pod, uh, podcasts. Um, yeah. So I'm not really sure what uh, happened. So, oh, Darren P says uh, Shadow was here 30 minutes ago when the first notification dropped. Yeah, I saw him. Uh, I checked the, uh, the chat and I, I don't know. He'll be here soon. Oh, he's really here for our uh, evil discussion. So, 
And Tim Scott said we're late by two days, which is technically right. Yes, but we 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 sent out a smoke signal letting folks know. If you didn't see it, I'm sorry. Yeah, I had um, a I had a birthday, so now I'm as old as Joe. Oh, oh we got a guy coming in. Oh, and oh. I was busy, so yeah. Oh, his oh. device is not connecting. Okay. Um there he goes. He uh he's he's uh connecting via a tablet, so hello Shadow. Uh, we can we cannot hear you or see you. There you are. You can see him. What's up, man? <laughs> oh. oh no, you are mute. You are muted. Yeah. No, cannot hear you. I can kind of read your lips, but it would be it would be you know kind of uh, stinky for the folks to try to do that all night. Lips. I don't think you can you can communicate complex subjects via reading lips, but uh, let's see. You might need to um, disconnect and then go, come back in, and then see if you get a better have a better connection because you're also kind of grayed out there. No color, yeah. No sound. No color. No, yeah. So, how about how about you? Yeah, we got there it. We go. So as soon as hopefully we'll get that worked out. Powder Puff, happy birthday to the Randall. Thanks, Darren. Double nickels for Mr. Nickels. Debbie said that. That was cool. <laughs> Double nickels. Yeah. Yes. Happy birthday. You're old now. I am old. So we, we qualify for senior menu some places. That's great. <laughs> oh, no, that's what I couldn't believe, man. Dig it. So the good oh, here we go. Let's see if All this right. uh come on, Shadow. You can do it. How about now? All right. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Man, Good deal. Know, every, everybody's, you know, off their devices in the house right now, except maybe my son. He's Holy crap, your thumb is gigantic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, man, you got some serious man hands now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that wasn't my thumb. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, hello. No, 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 it wasn't pulling a tubing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, welcome, man. We're really glad to have you. How the hell are you guys? Oh, good, good. Pretty good. I'm a year older now, bud. We were just talking. I had a birthday, so. Well, happy birthday. Mine's uh, next month. Uh, all right. Big double nickel for me. And, uh, oh, okay. All right. Join the club. The the, uh, the little one and I went for a bike ride, hit a Burger King in the Games Workshop, no. and, you know, had a good old time and time. raced back here. And, you know, thankfully he's on spring break for a couple more days and. Good deal. I uh, wrote up some notes for the topic for the night. Oh, he's ready. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, like I was telling Joe, I have a lot of experience with evil parties. Okay. A lot, a lot and I, I don't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That's going to be interesting. Okay, um, yeah. So where do you guys want to start? How are you okay. guys doing? You guys have a good day and all that? Yeah, yeah. Last day of awesome. work for me was today. So. Yeah, me too. Uh, every six weeks, I get a uh, three-day weekend. The rest of the time, I'm in the salt mine. <sighs> but uh, I get a three-day weekend every six weeks. Every, every other week, I get Sunday and some random. Some, not random. I, I have every day later. off. I, I've, yeah. I've been retired for a while. It's great. But nice. Like I was telling Joe, I should have started doing this years ago. <laughs> should have retired Absolutely. as you got on. <laughs> right. Well, we have um, some uh, call-ins to do and okay, some okay. things to go over, and then we'll get to evil. 
Okay, not a problem. I'm here for you, you know, as long as you guys, you know, don't get tired of my shenanigans. No problem. We like shenanigans. All right. So I am going to maneuver here and get, let's see, I will get our call-in stuff going. Um, We actually heard from two folks this time, so it's picking up again. Sweet. Cool. You do occasionally get email, but it is of the, um, um, what do you call it? Spam variety. Spam variety, yes. <laughs> so nothing nothing terribly useful. Let's see here. I will do this and share. Sharing is caring. All right. So... You know what? I think we did. We did we play um, John Allen Large's Dragonlance thing last time? No, I don't think so. And we also had. Okay. Yeah. Do we do that one? The assassin. I don't think so. Don't okay. Think so. so we'll start with John Allen Large from um, the Red Dice Diaries. Hey there guys, it's John here from the Red Dice Diaries, just listening to your latest episode and the bit where you're talking about three-part poisons. I'll tell you what you should do, you should look up the Assassin's Teapot on Google. It's a real-life thing where effectively it's a teapot with like three different compartments in it and there's a number of like sort of little holes on the handles and stuff and depending on which holes you cover when you pour it depends on which liquid comes out. So you could potentially cover one hole pour yourself a nice lovely drink of tea then you cover a different hole pour out from the poison section to your enemy and it was a way of getting around that hole no you drink first just to make sure it's not been poisoned but while still delivering poison laced death to your enemies like i say the assassin's teapot man look it up it's a real thing sometimes proving reality is stranger than fiction and anyway, i'm going to go back to the episode guys take it easy dude <laughs> Cool. Was that brought up uh, because of the old uh, anti-paladin? Yeah. yeah and and so. multi-part poisons, yeah. Right. Yeah. John's been doing a lot of – he's been, like, speed podcasting recently. I'm trying to keep up with him. So, But uh, that's fascinating. You know, it's funny that that came up, the poison comment, because I just heard another podcast about uh, our man Putin being all popular in the news and stuff. Apparently, he's a bit of a poisoner himself. Well, that's what they say. Yep. Sure. But it, it's we we get hear that from the news media. So oh, I hear this from this was heard from a Russian guy who's been run out of the country recently because yeah, yeah Putin, Putin shenanigans go back a long well, way. If he, he, he KGB, right? KGB. Yeah. Oh so yeah. We'll put it past him. There you go. He, he he's probably done you know things we we you know can't even imagine you know from way back you know just like you know other people. Here in the United States, who've you know been in the spy business before they got into politics, I'm sure they've all had their you know hands full, so to speak. Oh, sure, sure. All right. 
damn guys, you could have warned me when you're going to say something like that. I was having a drink of lemonade when you mentioned that, oh, I'm sure Dragonlance 5th Edition will have all the lore intact. I about spit all of my lemonade over my computer monitor. <laughs> so I'm going to get back to the episode, guys. Keep with the good work. If it's one thing that stays the same, it's the ever-changing lore we get from Wizards of the Coast. It kind of was like that a little bit with TSR, but not yeah, nearly much. crazy one. sauce. Yeah. yeah. Let's completely change the lore all the time because why 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 leave it the same? No stability. Do you think that's because of changing staff or just you know wanting to write differently for the next newest popular I, product? It might be just folks want to put their own stamp on things, but it could also be because and there's probably a little of both. You got some folks who they want to sell books. So hey, this is it's right. third edition. Let's do the third edition version of whatever setting or whatever thing. And you know, we're just yeah. going to change things around so that people have to buy a new book or they feel they have to. To be fair, that's probably a fairly smart business move because you want to add something to make it worth your while. You know, gamers would lose their, a bunch of older gamers would lose their crap if you made the third edition manual of the planes just like the second edition with new art. Right. <laughs> Right. I deal with a lot of games workshop stuff from time to time, and I've seen that there. And, you know, I haven't read anything past second edition. Um, lots of other games, but I haven't read a single third, fourth, fifth, twelfth edition. I don't even know where they're at. Right. I, uh, yeah, I, I guess you could say it's a smart business move, but uh, my thing is, is make something new. I mean, you have the rule set, you have the older stuff. Now, now you have the new company, we're going to put our own stamp on it by making a new setting or well, a new a new uh, group of things, maybe a themed book, but do something new instead of taking the old stuff, putting the name of the old stuff on it, but changing changing it significantly on significantly on the interior. So it's it's kind of nostalgia baiting. Yeah, it is kind of. All right. Yeah. I would know. I, I I'd like to read some of the new books just so I can, you know, know what I'm talking about from time to time. But they can't have my money. Right. They they just they just can't. You know. We got a lot of my money, Shadow. Um, I was a uh, original D and D. Well, not original. We played Beck Me. I went first, second, third, fourth. I didn't. Well, fourth was like half a minute. They didn't get a little bit of my money. Sold that crap back. And I played Five E. So I've kind of got given into. But I'm done. I'm off that carousel. Well, I didn't buy the 5e player's handbook. It was gifted to me, so uh, none of my money goes that way. Right. Fair enough. I've got, you know, multiple copies of the original AD&D first and second edition, and, you know, I'm still trying to fill out, you know, spots in my collection. And, you know, if I were to ever play third or fifth or whatever, I'm pretty sure I could run White Plume Mountain from the old days and, you know, just change some numbers. I mean... You could maybe get away with that with third edition. That wouldn't be too hard, or maybe fifth, but fourth edition would be the challenge, I think. But you probably could if it's just a numbers game, sure. All right, that's it from John. We got a couple from Taylor. Hi, guys. This is Taylor of Cleric Square Ringmail. Listening to the podcast, catching up a bit, and giving you a call in. Uh, to clarify, my little guy actually came in on February 12, so he is just coming up on six weeks old. 
took me long enough to tell everybody about it, and I did so in a very kind of scattershot way. But February 12 is when he came into the world. And uh, we're speaking of happy birthdays, uh, Randy, happy birthday to you. I was aiming to uh, usurp your birthday if we could, but the doctor said that based on our history, we were not going to be going over that 40-week mark. Well, again, congratulations there, Taylor. That's great. Yeah, I mean, you only had to wait uh, one more. Well, he had to wait, I guess, tw- or get 10 days. We'll get him for a month and 10 days, and you could have had it, man. Could have just held it. Hold it in. Hold it in, honey. Hold, Hold it in. in. That, that always works. That always works. Yeah. <laughs> just t- just tell your woman what to do. That's that's the thing. They like that. <laughs> yes, they all do. They all. <laughs> Good advice. Second message. Joe, talking about moving down to Florida. I don't know what you're talking about this uh, dealing with the heat. Uh, I am in North Florida myself, and it is 70, 75 year-round in my house. I got this magic thing called an air conditioner. <laughs> do that. Think about it, my my men. Uh, cabin con on the beach, uh, no state income tax. Just ignore that picture I posted on social media where I found a snake in my garage. Totally a corn snake, harmless little guy. Shoot him into the bushes. Not a threat at all. I'm not the problem with Florida. Yeah, I, I have no problems with uh, with snakes. Uh, I got a gar- three foot garter snake I snagged at my pond. He was a tricky little dude, but I finally got him. Uh, he caught one. It must have been a she had some babies too. So, but yeah, that uh, was a problem. I'll take I'll take uh, I'll take uh, uh, snakes over scorpions every day. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I just, well, sno- scorpions can fit in very small places where you can't see them until after they're after they stick you, like yeah. in your shoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, All right, that's it for the call-ins. Thank you, Taylor and John. Let's see. So, moving onward, we have a few subjects we want to touch briefly. The first one being 3D printing. Yeah, actually, Shadow, did you mention this last week? Did you make a comment how you thought 3D printing minis were were crap minis? Well, here's the thing. Um, I, I've had some resin minis that have literally melted in my hand from my body heat. They were really oh. spindly to begin with. And they were from Flying Frogs, Shadows of Brimstone, first edition. So I don't know. I have some other ones. Sometimes, you know, especially the resin ones, they turn out, they look really nice. I'm not going to lie. But if you drop them on a hard floor, you're going to do some repair work. You might not find all the pieces. Uh, I'm an old metal guy. I've been working with metal miniatures my whole life. I, I have a lot of plastic. I like plastic as long as it's not the original reaper bones in the white those are all god awful uh they're okay for monsters but character faces forget about it reaper black not a problem other plastics not a problem whiz kids etc you know the little guy and i we we take all kinds of things and turn them into other things you know army men or what have you and turn them into miniatures and with i don't know if you guys heard uh whiz kids is now putting out miniatures on sprues Oh, yeah. We had that on the show last week or the week before. And the price is, you know, out of control. I'm not going to be doing that. I'll I'll, I'll buy a bunch of hero clicks and and convert them if I have to before I'll do that. They Um, call them frameworks. I actually actually have a 3D printer. It's a a FTM, you know, not a resin. And I have yet to do anything with it. I've had it for almost a year now. And I'm just not a, you know, 
tech guy, but you know, my, my son and I, we've decided we're going to try and get that working along with our airbrush this summer and, and, you know, give it a, give it a whirl. You know, I, I've seen lots of beautiful, beautiful things. And, you know, it, if games workshop and whiz kids keep going the route they're going, they're going to put themselves out of business and give everybody a 3d printer. It, hmm. it, right. it, 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 you know, I even saw the other day where there's going to be metal 3d printers. Whoa. Yeah. They, they already have metal 3d printers, but they're Sign not, they're not, uh, I don't know that they have any for home use, but and I, if you, go ahead. Go ahead. I talked to a friend of mine who's a tech guy, he's a computer dude, and he said uh, 3D printing is not, I mean, like for me, I'm, I'm well, what's the word? I'm a Luddite, basically. But like you put the resin in, but it's not something you can just, I mean, you got to have a program for every figure. Mm-hmm. And yeah. In that article, they talk about sometimes you got to be careful where you buy them from because you'll get a program that doesn't work and they have no good customer support. What are you mm-hmm. supposed to do? Uh, There's right. some good companies out there, though, that that's all they do and that's not going to happen. You know, you'll you'll get Hero Forge. Is it Hero Forge is one of them that does it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. A lot of these companies will do it for you. You know, oh, they'll, they'll and some of them will paint them for you. They'll come in multicolors. You know, it, it, it's going to take over the miniature business. And if scanners really, you know, come to a point where you can put the miniature in the box, it scans the miniature, and then in the other box, there's a copy. They will be done. They talked about the scanner thing years ago, but I haven't heard anything since about being able to to laser. It's essentially a, a box with lasers, lasers in it and scan exactly. your there goes, the, there goes the problem of I need 10 skeletons with sword and shield, right? These 10 skeletons, I need them right now. I only have two from this box or from whatever I got. Now you just go scan, scan, copy, 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 boom. Exactly. That'd be that would be yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, right now there'll be no way to regulate it. There'll be no way to stop people, you know, unless they stop scanners, which they can't do, because there's so many uses for scanners. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you know, uh, it's going to take over. It 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 absolutely is. And you know, my my pile of shame will just be even larger. So uh, when you say Darren P says most 3D prints fail due to support issues, missing or bad supports on a mini can cause a ton of failure. So it's, if it's not designed correctly, mm-hmm. it's not going to have the right kind of support inside of it or underneath. Right. And, right. And then it will collapse or, or you'll tap it and it'll fall apart, that kind of yes. stuff. But yes. I know there's got to be some, reputation assigned to certain individual either companies or people people who design the mini so yeah. uh, there's got to be some way to get the word out on who's got good stuff and uh these 3d printers are unregulated think of the children says <laughs> bruce bruce always there to cover the bases baby <laughs> uh, i was thinking of 3d printing guns oh yeah that's yes yes Thanks. right now you can print the uh, you can Print your lower or is it the upper? The upper. I, I can't remember. So. It's one of the two. Yeah, lowers are what they, they have a, a hissy fit over. Yeah, which one has the serial number on it? Is it's it... usually the lower. No. Yeah. I, I no, I'm because I'm not, if you, I'm here to have if a couple you, of guns, but what's what's what are you guys talking about lower? So okay, so there's the 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 bit that where the well I'm not a gun guy, really. The part that has the firing pin. Right. Uh, firing pin. That's the lower, right? The lower? I believe so. 
And one part... I could be totally wrong, though. Yeah, one part has a serial number on it, but that's the part that 3D printers are good for. So as long as you print that yourself or buy a print from someone, and then you buy the other pieces parts, you get that part printed, you stick everything else together, and you have a ghost... They call it a ghost gun because it's... Well, here, here's, the, here's the thing that they don't want to talk about. Um, anybody who's ever made a zip gun will oh. be able to make brand new guns that have never existed before. Right. With rifling that's never been, you know, documented with parts and designs. They can make guns that don't even look like guns. They can make, you know, you know, anything you want at that point, you know, and all you need are the bullets basically, unless you want to 3d print bullets too, which is going to be scary. If you think about, the lead aspect. If you take a regular bullet and then come up with your own design for a 3D printed, you know, bullet, mm -hmm. God knows what you can come up with. Well, I mean, is that that's got to have good and bad aspects too? Because I mean, if 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 you know ballistics reports in crimes and stuff would be that would be hellaciously impossible if people are printing their own guns and they make their own imprints on the bullets that they fire. How would you even know? Or what if the bullet? I mean, what happens to the to a bullet that's been? If you three D print bullets, is that going to be? A, I guess you have to, you could have dense enough material. Well, you got metal ones now. You said metal printers, so yeah, but they may not be good enough at the moment to print bullets that work. Right. right. And if you're going to be your own manufacturer, it probably isn't that far far of a step to have a small smelter to make your own bullets. People do that yeah, in their houses like already. Mini guys, you know, if you make your own minis. You know, like a lot of my friends do, you know, melting down lead, having a, a silicon mold. You that's know. not, yeah, that's not far. That's not too tough to do on your own, because a lot you of people know, do it already. Yeah, yeah. That, that article was interesting because I thought the guy did a pretty good job. He did say pretty much what I think Shadow you echoed was that if 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 I just want to have miniatures to play with, I'm probably better off to just buy the ones that I want from someone that's good and reputable that can make them rather than investing on all, unless I know that I'm going to be the guy that I want to make bunches and bunches of all sorts of things. I'm just trying to wonder how, how cost effective it is and time effective. For me, it's not, but for someone well, that's really interested, I don't know. Oh, you okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm using this, this rinky dink little tablet stand. Um, Here's the thing, uh, a 3D printer, I picked up my 3, 3D printer a while back, and it was $700. You can get them now for three. Wow. WizKids is putting out a three, five, seven dollars $700 pre-painted Dragon miniature. Yeah. People are buying it. When it costs you $70 for 10 goblins or kobolds, yeah. how many times are you going to run through that same scenario and go, you know what? For Christmas, I'm getting a 3D printer. For my birthday, I want a 3D printer. I'm going to put 10 bucks, 50 bucks a month away until I have enough money for a 3D printer. And then sky's the limit. Right, because then you can mess with it long. Have uh, subscriptions for the 3D miniature uh, STL files. And for 20, 30 bucks a month, you're getting 50 to 100 different files of different miniatures that you can expand the size, shrink mm -hmm. them a little, tweak them here and there. Right, you're muted. If you buy resin, I'm trying. To, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm using my hands. The blocks of resin, or whatever they give you. 
It's 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 like gallon jugs. Okay, so is it not very expensive? It is kind of expensive. Because I'm trying to figure out what's that cost. You have the so you're paying for the programs, you're paying for the resin, upfront cost of the uh, printer. I mean, I'm looking at even now five to seven hundred bucks to really get started and make a handful of minis. You could probably do five. You could probably get away with five. And, and there's also the other kind of printers that use the filament. That's like little plastic melting wire. That, mm -hmm. that it melts the wire and that becomes the plastic. And that's then the quality's not as good, but it's cheaper. And with resin, you've got a stinky mess. You, you might as well have need a dedicated room yep. for your 3D printer if you're using resin. It's toxic. It's it's it, it, it's not pleasant to work with. It's not digging ditches or you know fertilizing your backyard but you definitely want to have a well ventilated you know dedicated area for that and you know let's not forget the time with 3d printing it's not like it's going to be done in a half hour there's miniatures that might take a whole day yeah so, he, he talked about the smell in the article too that you got to be able to handle that that's interesting okay so are, are you thinking that one day you'll be uh You'll just make your own plastic minis. You'll never bother buying anything new. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if um, you get good at it, if you get good at using your 3D printer, you can use it for things other than your minis. Absolutely. Uh, the, 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 the 3D printer I have also does laser etching and cutting and some other things, you know, uh, the, the CNC. Uh, it's got three different functions. One of them is printing miniatures or printing. So, mm -hmm. you know, who knows what's next, you know. If you guys remember, you know, like Westworld or Star Trek's replicators, yep. all that stuff is going to be coming to us in the next 10, 20 years. Maybe not people, but, you know, if they can 3D print an ear and a finger, <laughs> who, 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 who's to say what, what's down the road? Mm -hmm. yeah, and well, with living tissue. The, the, what they're not going to have is printing it seemingly out of nothing. because Right. right. Because in the Star Trek technology relies on converting energy to matter, right? And we we are nowhere near that. No, and no, I, of course no. Not. So we have to have to have a substrate or some some uh, thing that's extruded. So some sort of reservoir of raw some, materials. Some goo. Yeah. Right. So yeah. yeah, I'm hoping to get a 3D printer at some point. It's probably going to be a filament printer, not a resin printer. And uh, um, well, to be honest, for me, I think I, I honestly think the, the filaments are kind of like the Betamax of this technology and that it, they may just get pushed completely out of the out of the way. Um, I hope not, because I know filament miniatures are stronger mm -hmm. when it comes to, you know, certain certain things. But, you know, if somebody comes up with a better resin or a better printer or, you know, God forbid we all suddenly go to 54 millimeter scale instead of 28 and 30 millimeter. You know, I started out with, with 10 millimeter and 25 millimeter miniatures mm -hmm. that I'll never use again because, you know, they're, they're old, they're antique, they're 40 years old. They're super valuable now. And all my good stuff is 28 and 30 millimeter. And that, that right. all works together. You put a 25 millimeter miniature next to a 28 and it looks like a dwarf. Yeah, yeah. The old stuff. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Next on the agenda. Um, apparently, someone has written an article 
that should teach us all how to make an oh, RPG. Yeah. <laughs> how to make an RPG. Yeah. yeah. Much sort of say. I, I, think, I think we got that down. <laughs> how to actually make an RPG, man. I'm telling you. I think we're in good shape here. Yeah, I mean, technically, what what I actually play is is a you know a conglomeration of Dungeons and Dragons, Palladium, and Arduin. Always has been, and of course, some Traveler thrown in there. Right. And you know, with games like Palladium, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. If you like it, love it, hate it, it it's the biggest, longest running GURPS equivalent. They they just it, it, they did everything right. And I don't see any point in redesigning the wheel, you know, when it works. You know, if you don't like it or you want a specific game that's not in there in one of their books, they've got, you know, 50 books now. Pick an era. Pick a a genre. They got you covered. Right. Well, Palladium isn't for everyone. Well, it could be if they liked it, but a lot of people don't. Yeah. Uh, But this fellow over at Dicebreaker again, which is Uh, not not my favorite outlet. You're on the but, same article, 3D printing. Oh, you click. My the bad. Hold on. You mother clicker. <laughs> there it is. It is Dicebreaker. Yes, of course. So, I know you love it. That's why I went. I wanted to do two tonight. Right. So I, I read through this article, and it's kind of bereft of any details. Really, right. it's really not helpful <laughs> at said, all. Yeah, it's like, well, hey, they you can make something? One. Well, listen to this. Um, kind of. They, they have some links in here, but I don't know if it's it's really it's really trying to sell any one thing. I don't think it's, how do I upgrade my game? How can I distribute my custom RPG? Is it hard? Is making an RPG hard? And what else? Um, so what are mechanics? <laughs> I mean, is, is this for someone? I'm not sure if it's someone who's never heard of what an RPG is. I mean, at least the title of it. It just seems weird. And um, what was that comment about? I guess I think I get it. Where she, I think it was a female a woman. Did a woman write this? The name of the writer is Kyle. Ah, so I have no idea. Rot row. Well, I didn't know Kyle was um, a unisex name. Okay. Uh, looks like a girl. Yes. But this individual is from the Philippines, so who knows? Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to find the comment when they talked about a loop. Oh, the gaming loop. Yeah. Right. Have you okay, so Shadow, do you know of any kind of loop in your in in a tabletop RPG? Loop? Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, so okay. what they're doing is they're borrowing uh, from video games that do have loops and they're putting it on tabletop games as if that's how tabletop games work. Well, I'll find it. The author's comment was like, for example, Blades in the Dark is briefing job downtime. So I guess you could say Shadowrun is go meet Mr. Johnson or get the information that Mr. Johnson wants to meet with you. Meet a Mr. Johnson or representative and then go do a run and then come back. Okay. Uh, yeah, Larry makes a good Rinse point. Rinse and repeat. Yeah, Larry Elliott says creating one might be easy. Creating a good one that people can play and enjoy something. Yeah, different. yeah. So I can write down a few rules, and uh, I can just write it down and say I got an, I got an RPG here. Buy it. <laughs> yeah, and then and then 
creating one that hasn't already been created. I, I went through the list of role-playing games uh, about two months ago, and it listed about three, 400, and there were 50 that I have that weren't on the list. And out of the 250 or so that were on the list, I have some experience with 200. Mm-hmm. What, 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 you know, it, it's going to have to be a really niche market to come up with something that hasn't been done. You know, uh, I, I, I don't I think anybody's going to do that. I think what yeah. they're, they're going to do is recycle mechanics because be my guest and invent a new dice rolling mechanic that doesn't involve some strange ritual you do with at the table apart from just rolling the die. I mean, there's all kinds of dice mechanics out there already. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be necessarily a particular mechanic. It's going to be maybe a unique combination. And then it's not, it's going to be the style that it's written in and something unique about the um, so, game atmosphere itself. The, yeah. uh, the story behind the game. Mm-hmm. That's going to be it. Yeah, I don't know who said it. So maybe it was one of you guys a while back. Um, just, just make a new game world. Yeah, that, 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 that was that, me. I think that was that, something that, I really liked about Thieves World. You guys remember that? Mm-hmm. I have the uh, what is that little box set? Which got I, I kicked myself for losing mine. Nine different interpretations of uh, exactly. Sanctuary. That is, that is the way to go. Yeah, make a world, and you know. Kind of like Arduin, make it, you know, generic-ish, you know, so that you can use it, bits and piece it out, whatever you want, whatever you don't like, lose it. You know, that's why Palladium has, like I said, 50 books. They're mostly world books. They're mostly, you know, where do you want to play, you know? But how do those sell? I mean, I know in the second edition heyday, uh, TSR, and I went to Gen Con and they said this. Oh, here's a good point by Omanow. Where did he say that? Uh, mechanics are pretty easy. Background is time-consuming. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Um, but they had all those settings, Birthright, Planescape, Dark Sun, Forgotten Realms, Mastika, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. they, that fractured, they thought that fractured their market. So No, um, not at all. Well, they said it, that. It, they said yeah, that. It, they, they were wrong. <laughs> well, I think what I think what she was, I think that, that was what's her name? I can't remember her. Lorraine, uh, Williams? Ar- Williams said yeah. something about that. But so what she was really it. meaning is not everyone who played D and D bought everything that they put out. Which so, was, oh, so man. yeah, yeah, man. that's what I say. I mean, make it <laughs> make stuff that's good and engaging, and people will buy what they like. And I think that uh, they were not satisfied with someone buying the the core books and uh, Dark Sun. And that, and they're done. They're not. They're instead of trying to get reach more people or make more things for Dark Sun. That uh, sounds an awful lot like just good old fashioned greed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so you're thinking Dark Sun and, and uh, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm saying you think they said that simply because they weren't. They expected everybody to buy everything. Well, here's the other thing. They have X amount of developers, you know, writers and whatnot. So let's say um, Dark Sun sold, people liked it, and people did. Oh, yeah. Start, they start making stuff for it, which they did. But then people started wanting to um, buy more into Mastika or, or, or some other um, one of their settings. Mm-hmm. Well, how many of their people can they spare to start writing for the other ones? Or do they call in uh, 
um, um, freelancers that they can, you know, pay peanuts to, which is what they get, and then right. um, do it that way. So I think that they were, if for them it was cost a uh, cost uh, benefit analysis, especially with the box sets. They were expensive at the time. I heard, uh, more expensive than they got on return. So they might have chosen um, for the time, even though they were nice, probably a too expensive form factor. Maybe they put the price point too low. So uh, instead of having a single volume um, uh, setting, which they had some, but they had plenty of stuff that was box sets that while they were nice and we liked them, they were probably priced wrong. So they made poor margins and they decided to stop doing them. And then they decided to stop doing settings altogether and go to third edition where everything was the same. Yeah. I mean, and I was, I was, what's funny because Lorraine would have loved me. You remember Joe, I had yeah all these settings. I loved them all. I know a lot of people who bought all of them or bought a very large chunk of them. You know, me loving Planescape to me, that was the perfect solution. I got all these worlds and I got the Planescape base setting. People can go to all the worlds, you know? So it was perfect. I'm looking right here. I've got Planescape, uh, Spelljammer, Mazdika, Hollow World, Ravenloft. Yep. You know. Yeah. They're fun. They're fun. I agree. And that was, there were very few, except for the Eberron competition where Keith Baker won. There's tons of settings that sort of came out. And after the top, like the top 10, I think all kind of basically made their own for some other company. Uh, well, Something like that. Like Dawn Forge was one. There was a, there was a little bit of a glut of third party worlds uh, during the 3.0 heyday, but generally speaking, you don't get lots and lots of worlds from Wizards. Doesn't make lots and lots of worlds. They just rehash the old. They stuff. rehash the old stuff. Yeah, but with this uh, article was saying about the loop. Let's get back to that. Yes, where <laughs> we getting off the topic there. Yeah. The gameplay the gameplay loop describes the process that players go through during no- normal sessions of the game. You know, I wouldn't call a normal session of play a loop. And we definitely, there are some regular things you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, there's not a set number of things that you do when you sit down to play. Because you don't necessarily start at the same point every time you sit down to play. You might be uh, joining the action because you had to stop in the middle or just after a fight, or just before one, and you have to pick up from right there. You're in the dungeon. You didn't. Uh, you had to stop and didn't have a chance to go back to town. Maybe you went back to town. Uh, maybe there was a total uh, total party kill, and now you're making the new characters. So uh, this loop that she's talking about, except in I think it's got to be in very simple games. Like yeah, play- yeah. I was gonna say my son and I we played Shadows of Brimstone. We just played Monday. It's our it's our go to game. And it is exactly what she's saying. You know, you, you you go on a mission, you hit the mission, you come back, you go to town, get a new mission, go back on a mission. And, you know, but it's a board game. Yeah, board it, games it, do have that. It, it you know it it's pretty close to you know the feel of a role playing game without a dungeon master and without a lot of the other aspects. But you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they come out with a Shadows of Brimstone role playing game. It'd be just like that. That would be pretty cool. Is that? Uh, I'd love to be in on that. What's that uh, other? Um, there's a couple of other ones like that, except for it's not the mission. Come back to town. 
thing. It's that you go into a dungeon and the, the DM or the one of the pl- people sitting at the table at the table is the bad guy. Descent. Descent. And, and so, Rune. Um, well, Hero Quest. Yeah, Rune Wars. Yeah. Here, the original so, Hero Quest. So there's like, a loop. that's kind of like a loop. And uh, and uh, Mutant Chronicles, which I've got. Hero Quest, I've got. There's a lot of board games that, that do that. Mm-hmm. And I think that all stemmed from the old, you know, DM versus player sort of mentality. And mm-hmm. then they just made it a thing. I and mean, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, my son loves doing that. He, he tries kicking my butt at Hero Quest. He loves that, you know, trying to kill my players. But, you know, that's 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 the game, you know. Yeah. Role playing games, yeah, not so. No, no. The only thing I could think maybe what she's saying, the author's saying, is perhaps at a high level, role playing games have, um, D&D has, go to the tavern to get the quest, go on the quest, spend the loot, get the next story hook. I mean, I'm not saying you have to, but we we all know you don't do that all the time. No, yeah. no. That's the closest. That's the, if you're telling somebody, what do you do? That's kind of what you do. But you know what? The characters can take it all over the place. I have yeah. no idea. They're even coming back to town. Yeah, a, yeah. a good a good quest or a good game, you might not see a town for months. Right. Right. Yeah. You could be stuck in the dungeon or stuck in the wilderness. or Look at Tolkien. You know, yeah. the original, yeah. so to speak, you know. Mm-hmm. They didn't see but like three or four towns in the whole story. And, you know, yeah. that was one of the things I like is the idea, you know, you got a ranger. Well, by the time you guys retire, you all know how to make a fire. Yeah. You know, if not, <laughs> you're going to be pretty hungry. Sure. And sure, that, sure. that's the way, you know, I, I try to, you know, look at things, especially, you know, with newer players, you know, because there's so much they don't know. And, there's just so much you can really learn from this game. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. So we're coming up. We're getting close to an hour already, okay. and we're we're only on our. So uh, let's see. Third. No. Yeah. Third fourth. point. Well, well, the fourth point, right? We're going to talk about. Now, here's the thing. On this one, did you guys watch that? Did you watch that video that I posted on? Okay, our- so. I didn't. I didn't pass this along to Shadow and Son there. Okay. Shadow. You know what? I'm, I'm but he might, afraid. but he might have already independently watched it. Oh, I'm a little. I'm just saying I'm a little afraid to broach this because this could be a big discussion. Um, I think. Um, did you watch it, Joe? I watched it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I thought I agreed with him pretty much completely. And it, well, it got me thinking about our own game, Mudsword. Uh, this is this is pundit's article on um, what are his RPG pundit. So anybody here who. Um, it's um, you know faints over over dead at the men- mention of RPG pundit. You know you can turn off our, our video. You you don't you won't want to watch us. No, <laughs> no. Um, so are are you familiar with RPG pundit at all? I think I've heard of them once or twice, but I, I it's not on my you know regular viewing that's for sure i don't think i've watched one on youtube if you get a chance if you're so inclined check out his name he goes by kazmir urbanski kazmir urbanski um and he's a very got some very strong opinions but honestly a lot of the times i'm with him most like probably 80 89 percent of the time i'm completely with him but i thought this was so what did you guys 
So what did you think, Joe? He's basically said, how do you interpret hit points? What are hit points? I think this is the dangerous okay. rabbit hole. This could get crazy, but go ahead. All right. In brief, yeah. I've talked about hit points. I mean, we've talked about hit points a lot. Right. And the idea uh, behind hit points is nobody agrees on what precisely hit points are right. because they are an abstraction. Yep. And because they're an abstraction, they can be whatever you say they are because they're an abstraction. And uh, so you can say, and an uh, RPG opponent brings this up, you can say that they are your uh, continuing uh, ability to d dodge blows because you're getting better, the luck, endurance, all that stuff that improves. And it doesn't really represent your actual health. And um, that's that's the mantra everybody says, that that's what they are. However, in the rest of the game, everything about hit points is referred to as wounds and damage and bleeding and all this stuff that, right. no. So that it's a, there's a disconnect. So um, the way Pundit does it or explains it is they are risk. It's an assessment of risk. The more hit points you have, the more you can risk, which is pretty cool. I thought that was a pretty cool way I of looking think, at it. I think that would be a neat way to – now, in in game, if that's what you're doing, you have to do it, though. But, like, it makes Cure Light Wounds weird. Now it yeah. makes spell name weird, and it's just risk. And potions and – No, but you still conceive of them as hit points. Right. But what they functionally do for you is allow you to assess risk. So – if you go into the dungeon with 100 hit points, you can say, okay, I got 100 hit points. I'm going to last for a while. And then if something rolls up on you, hit you for 99, like, oh, this is a dangerous place. I'm leaving. Yeah. yeah so, right. So it's a, it is a, a way for you to assess risk. They are your health. You can call them anything else. Well, and I think that that's something like, have you guys ever played? I know Joe has. We talked about it. And we probably did when we were younger. Had a situation like, well, you wouldn't know. Like, the fighter gets hurt. Let's say Shadow's playing the cleric. And I'm Which fighting. I do a lot. Huh? Yeah, Which right. Which I do a lot. Okay, so Shadow's playing the cleric. Joe's playing the wizard. I'm playing the fighter. And I'm getting beat down, right? So Shadow says, hey, Randy, how many hit points do you have? And I'd be like, well, I wouldn't be able to tell you that. Or the DM says, you, you'd have to figure that out. <laughs> I mean... That question is really weird. If you just think of hit points as risk assessment, assessment, you could almost say your character's like, "Dude, I'm in deep, I'm in deep poo poo," and maybe my, my actions would be like, "Randy's getting nervous. The fighter's getting nervous. <laughs> you know, he's he's looking pretty weak. I better do something." Um, my point is, it would make sense that you would be able to personally go, "I'm in trouble," right? My question would be, is he bleeding? Where and how much? Yeah. So you can you can ask those questions and you can go back and forth and say, oh, he's bleeding a little. Oh, he's got an arrow stuck straight through his head. Uh, <laughs> other, you know, other things that describe. But at some point, that's going to get really freaking tedious, especially if you have several people at the table okay. and a couple of clerics. OK, what does this guy look like? What does this guy look like? Blah, 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 blah. How many cure potions or cure, cure light wounds or how many times am I supposed to bad touch him before we're done? And um, so hit points, you know, some people don't want to use mechanics 
language at the table once you once you sit in your butt in the table and you start rolling dice you're supposed to be in character so what are your hit points it's like, it's like oh you can't do that but have either of you guys ever played uh, mutant chronicles no it has each body part and there are 10 so you can roll it on a d10 has x number of hit points usually less than 10 i really like that for certain kinds of games because it makes sense my arm is does not have seven hit points okay it doesn't okay and at certain point you start losing limbs um which is what happens in war in battle if you're using anything other than sticks you know or blunt instruments that's what's going to happen and in games like this you know it it makes no sense. That's one of the reasons I like Palladium is because armor has hit points. It take it keeps you from taking damage. That's what armor does. It doesn't make you harder to hit. To the contrary, it makes you easier to hit because you're heavier and slower. And D&D only barely started getting that right with the Unearthed Arcana in the field and full plate where they had arm where they had hit points and they deducted damage that you would take, which is where they should have started in the beginning. Once you throw that into a game without changing anything else, you all can live a lot longer without any kind of magic. Just without have some armor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it was for. So yeah. I think, and what the other, that there's two points to the video. One is that hit points, um, when people say hit points represent all these other things, and it's kind of uh, obfuscating the whole issue. Sure. Hit points really should be looked at as your health and then um if you want to be a little gritty and uh, grittier to solve the issue of i go from 100 hit points to one hit point and no problems and that's there's kind of a disconnect for most of us you're like ah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense right because you, you can still fight as good at one hit point as you can at 100. right so what pundit says is you just have a crit a crit uh system so you have critical hits and then uh, he has a um, something that he's worked out for one of his books that he sells, and it's essentially uh, just from the little bit that he show, sh- showed on screen. It's kind of like um, uh, Rollmaster and all those that have the crit charts. Yeah, uh, he you just roll one time, and, and and then you consult a chart, so you're good. Instead of rolling one time and then figuring out what chart you roll on, and then you roll another time, and then Gardling. you have to go Gardling. to a sub chart or an addendum or whatever. And yeah, hit points are what keep you alive. I agree, Sean. And yeah. I think that's the risk idea. So, yeah. do you guys remember uh, subdual damage? Yeah, yeah. subdual damage. Yeah. Yeah. Non lethal. Yeah. yeah. I think that's that, that should be part of many types of, you know, weapon damage, you know, without, you know, when you hit them, you might only be doing some sub- subdual damage because you didn't hit them hard enough, you know, especially with like a club, a staff, a hammer. You know, he's not he doesn't have any broken bones, but he's going to feel it in the morning. But he's not even remotely close to being dead versus I hit you with a sword and you're bleeding. And unless you get stitched up, you, you're, you're almost done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Uh, and what Pundit just says is given the disconnect solve it with crits and then you're good so yeah. and uh, watch the video there's a little more to it yeah there is I think the, I'll, the yeah, link will be in the show notes yeah if you okay have, i'll definitely check it out give yeah, it a look yeah. it's really good it's it really intrigued me and it uh, got me thinking a lot about our game joe 
I've got lots of ideas. I need to bounce off your big melon. Right, right, right. Especially this, this is something we all have to think about is negative hit points. Oh, well, I think it's, you know, uh, as much as I hate, um, I hate the fifth edition death save crap. Right. And I, you get to zero, you're dead, you know. And if you use negatives. But using negatives, you can just say you're at negative hit points and you bleed one hit point per round until you get help or however many rounds. Maybe you want to make it a little more dangerous. Roll a D3 and three, uh, three, third, uh, third blood loss round is the charm. But uh, yeah, I think I'm, that's what we made the uh, Death's Door spell. Do you remember that one? Yep, yep, yep. That was that was a great addition. Is, you know, for keeping characters alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. Shauner, I prefer zero is dead. Yep, agreed. Because it keeps it simple, and you know when you have one hit point, you're going to run, or you're going to want to run. Yeah, <laughs> and zero, I'm dead, dudes. Or one hit point, or you know enough hit points that you know that the next one's going to kill you. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, it makes you think. Yeah. You fight an over, you fight an over, you got three hit points, you're in trouble. You better run. Yeah. I, I, the only, the only thing I, I would say is that when you're playing like first edition AD and D, someone's running a wizard, he's got four hit points. Oh, sure. You don't even go into the dungeon then. Yeah. Every wound is death. Uh, it, it, yeah. You won't make it out. Um, you, may not, you may not. <laughs> Their first level wizard in AD and D is pretty soft. Even if you count negative hit points, I mean, you're going to keep. He's going to be under a lot if he's up. If he's up there getting. If he's up there yeah. fighting. First of all, I would say you're doing the wizard wrong. Yeah, you're playing him wrong. If you're up there checking for traps, if you're up there fighting ogres, <laughs> absolutely. Back, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And if your party doesn't, um, if the if the people at the table and your party members aren't kind of like you know. You stay back there. We'll we'll stay in front of you. We'll you know keep the the rabble away from you while you wiggle your fingers and do your thing. Sure. If they're not doing that, you need to find a new group. New party. <laughs> new party. You need to back. cast your web step. You need to cast your web spell on the party and run. And go find <laughs> another party. Say good luck. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now the next one is. Are we ready for the next one? This is the last one, I think. It'll be short because we're just going to laugh. Yeah, we're just going to laugh at them. Um, the new D&D book has been announced. <laughs> Journey to the, what is it called? Radiant, <laughs> Radiant Citadel. Citadel. Oh, my goodness. Um, you got to put this up, Joe. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there because I'm, I'm fumbling. I'm, I'm having a, I'm having a, um, what is it called? A seizure? I'm having, no, I'm having a moment here. A seizure. <laughs> Are you dying? <laughs> no. That's good. I'm having a, um, a, a tech, tech, tech challenge. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor, right? <laughs> oh, dude. So yeah. There's a spot I got to find it. So sure. 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 Yeah. This thing makes you click too much crap. It's really annoying. Second to last paragraph is the best on this. There, oh, there it is. So anyway, they got this adventure. I'll kind of set it up for them. Journey into the Radiant Citadel. And it's just, just perfect plain, uh, perfect little town in the in the body of a very nice giant who died in the ethereal plane. And um, it's a really, nice guy. That's what they said. It really has its implication. There's a couple of articles that give more details on it. But um, anyway, so it's the book is entirely written by black and brown authors. Well, 
except who cares? Except, right, I agree, except for the co-lead designer who's Wes Schneider, and he's white as I am. But hey, yeah. It's all brown and black. So, so uh, if he's the co-lead designer, he may not be actually writing anything. Oh, okay. He might just be providing direction, which fair, means fair he's enough. in charge of a bunch of black and brown people. What? That's he's racist. the lead, so he's their boss. He's racist. Hmm. <laughs> you can... Yeah. So when I saw the picture, I was like, uh, Cartoonville. Yeah. But okay, uh, whatever. And then I heard the black and brown. I, I don't really, I don't care one way or the other. Are they good writers? Yeah. Uh, do they provide good adventures? That's what should matter. Not their ethnicity. And what was the, uh, there was another bit to, to this was, um, I'm not sure if it's in the article. I, I got to um, this first paragraph because I kind of blew through the title. I didn't really look at it closely. <laughs> so I'm looking through this. And then I ran into the same verbiage exclusively by black and brown authors. And I stopped reading the article because I Dude, really didn't care. Check what Darren P said. Yeah, why, I was just, why, yeah, I just saw that. Why is black capitalized, but brown isn't? <laughs> because they are the Hispanics and they should be shunned. <laughs> you know, Aaron, <laughs> oh. you know, it, it, it's, it seems to me there's like a couple of things with this one if if there were such a thing as, as racist D players, mightn't that not deter people? And if you know, that would suck. But in my in my experience, I've only known one black guy. He's a good friend of mine. Been friends for thirty oh. years, mm -hmm. and he's the only black guy. Ever, no, he's the only black guy I've ever met mm -hmm. at a convention or otherwise. Uh, or any of the game stores I've worked at, you know, um, hell yeah, you know, everybody's welcome. But, you know, for whatever reason, it's just never been, in my experience, you know, a lot of people like that. I've known a lot of people from other places, let's say, or other colors or whatever, which, you know, just is stupid. Um, right. You're all welcome, you know. Do you know what you're doing? You got your books? You ready to play? Let's go. Yeah. All right. What do you want to run? I don't care what you look like. You know, um, one more person, because the mantra I've used is me, nor anybody that I know is like this. And nobody that people that I know know that I don't. Mm -hmm. So because I would hear I would hear about it. Right. Maybe, you're maybe one more. Maybe, you're one maybe, more person to add to the multitude. Maybe they've noticed what I've noticed and that maybe the cons aren't as diverse as they could be. And maybe think they think this will bring more people in. You know, I hope that's what they're thinking because, you know, the more okay. the merrier, you know, okay, straight so, up. Yeah. The thing is in the U S um, white folks make up the vast majority of the population. Exactly. And, and to expect the convention to not reflect that and actually to maybe even have white people overrepresented because it might be a hobby that's overrepresented of white people just be just because of the way it, it started. It started right. in white bread country where yeah. most people were white. So um, that's just the way it is. I mean, most rappers are black. Does that mean they're racist against white people necessarily? Maybe some are. <laughs> There's a whole lot of whole lot of white kids who, who you know. Who, yeah, but the rappers, but it's a black it's that's part of black culture Absolutely. Absolutely. and it's overrepresented with black people. 
and it's just fine that way. So why can't there be some cultural thing that's over overrepresented by white people and be fine being that way? It's dumb. Well, and, and the thing about the con thing, I mean, look, I've been to Gen Con 20, 20 plus times in my life. Um, I played in the second edition heyday. I ran a game. There's a black guy at my table. It's one example. Oh, yeah, Shauner. I played RPGs with way more Africans than African-Americans. There you go. There you yeah, go. That's amazing. It's just, I mean, it's a thing. People have different experiences. And I tell you, the last Gen Con I went to, which was the 50th, I was 50th anniversary of, I think it's 50th of D&D, whatever. I was at Indianapolis, and I played my first 5e game. There was one other white guy. The rest of the table was black. And they were the awesome. ones, they were teaching me 5e. I mean, it's like, it's not, I mean, what does it matter? You can play D&D, play D&D, sit down and do it. Let's go. Yeah. As long as we don't have to wear masks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um, one comment on this though, about halfway or the second. Arc- Com- the, in the comment section. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Com- yeah. Let me, let me get back here. So, uh, comments. The- um, no, not the comment section. Oh, sorry. oh, oh. I was, uh, um, someone was at the door. Um, where was halfway I? through, you said something about halfway, halfway through. through. They start describing the Citadel. So it's, I, I've got it. It says, uh, unlike other cities from modern D&D lore, mm-hmm. like Baldur's Gate and Waterdeep, Radiant Citadel isn't overrun by crime lords, demons, or mind flayers. It's a place where people can live together in peace. The Radiant Citadels are not a place of backstabbing and lurking monsters and crime just around the corner. It was meant to give the players a real hope, a respite, a place to regroup and rebuild after facing the worst, most tragic challenges. I would encourage everyone to get out there. I'm just interested because this is a continuation of uh, Wild Beyond the uh, Candlekeep Mysteries, Wild Beyond the Witchlight, Strixhaven, these adventures that aren't adventures. Okay, but I want to say something. Yeah. I'm not against having a home base that's a, uh, a zone of protection kind of thing where you go there and you're not worrying about anything. I'm right. not necessarily against that at all. No. However, the way this is described is kind of cosmopolitan. There's 15 different cultures that were all teleported here that all coexist somehow happily because <laughs> that happens all the time everywhere we have does, so it, does, it, does it mention the word neverland or something like yeah. that in it yeah so it's fantasy so okay i guess but um yeah i think what they're trying to do is just point out they're trying what they're trying to do there's also um it doesn't i don't think it says it in this article but each person that's been hired to contribute to this, it's not out yet. It's being made. Right. They're making, they've been selected to make things that are related to their cultural background right. and then right. translate it, into it, the it, fantasy. Is the, word, is the word safe space anywhere in here? <laughs> no. But they, say well, they don't have police either. There is only 15 different cultures. So maybe, maybe it's possible. I don't know. But apparently, and it's kind of a it's kind of a city of doors place because there's 15 stones or, or crystals you can teleport to different co- where the cultures came from, the where they originated from. Um, it's a cleaner, more colorful sigil. Correct. And or, or Arduin again, another Arduin ripoff sounds like to me. But oh, Arduin has something like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it probably it's the, origi- the the original place, the uh, plateau of forever. There's 13 there's a plateau with 13 archways and each one leads to a place mm-hmm. and you get to Arduin from wherever through there you got to pay your your fees and get your your papers please and then you're free to 
walk about the cabin, so to speak. But Oh, so Arduin was kind of like the original City of Doors. Arduin was original a lot of things, guys. Okay. Well, 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 a planar well, nexus. A planar nexus is is not an original idea. No. Uh, no. There's, there, I've, I've read. Oh, I wish I could remember the name of the 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 book, but in the book, this wizard has his apprentice, and they are in, doing a ceremony, and he's summoning a demon, and the apprentice makes a mistake, and his master gets killed, and while summoning the demon. And the demon arrives and befriends the, the uh, apprentice who doesn't know any magic because his master just died. So, gotcha. and it actually all, sounds pretty familiar. And the, the demons, the demon can't do any magic because of the summoning. So he can't directly show him anything. So this guy has a hard time just figuring out how to do a simple spell. But within their travels, they go to this tavern. And at the tavern, it's a nexus of different places. So they go there, and then they go to another place, another world. And um, but even that's not original because you have Igdrazel, which is the world tree, and you can go anywhere from Igdrazel, right? Yep. River Styx. River Styx is the same way. I mean, it's it's a theme. Yeah. And there's no problem with that. It's right. just it's, it, uh, expecting there to be no conflict. Is ludicrous. That yeah, it is. Oh, and I, I was just giving credit to Arduin because I mean that's an old old supplement that was from the early early days, and that, that they still don't they still produce stuff, Shadow? Oh yeah yeah yeah. I'm I'm, I'm good friends with uh, Emperor's Choice. Yeah. Uh, they're they're they re they've re released everything. They sent me every single book in their library. I've been doing reviews on them for for re released. Yeah. yeah. As in, not Everything. you don't have to pay a truckload of money to buy the old stuff anymore. Right, exactly, exactly. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, the original three books are now in a really nice hardback. Uh, it's forty-five bucks. It's got the original three books in it, plus a bunch of other stuff. And it's forty-five bucks. It's uh, all it's all been reorganized and and made so that you can actually read it without you know your readers for us old guys, and you can actually decipher Dave Hargrave's. Chicken scratchings and stuff. It, it's it's a real nice deal. Uh, that that's where the original critical hit table and fumbles come from. Oh, and okay. There's no argument. He was the first. And trust me, you do not want to roll low and you do not want to roll high on those charts. He was uh, he was ruthless. He was great, and he left this world way too way too early. But he put out a ton of stuff. And Emperor's Choice, you know, shameless plug for them again. They are they they own everything he ever every napkin he ever wrote on and they're really? going to pump out everything you have Look a website for them emperor's choice yeah i, ch I checked it out last week i checked it out last week emperorschoice.com and you know tell them i sent you guys and um some of my videos are actually going to be on their site um they're going to be using my some of my youtube videos to get people to you know have an idea of what's in the book because i go through the table of contents, you know, chapter by chapter, give my opinion for what that's worth. And mm -hmm. uh, those will be up soon. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's always been my secret weapon. That's what I always say, because nobody knows what it is. And damn if they're going to go out and look for it. And there's there's nuggets in there that are just a, a quick example. The air shark mm -hmm. going down a dungeon and suddenly you're face to face with floating Sharks. <laughs> I love sharks. <laughs> they got gas. They've got gas bladders inside them, so they just float through the dungeon and come right at you. And 
Candy Graham, it's a freaking shark. <laughs> you know, uh, there's a story that uh, Randy tells about someone who just rolled on a random table in, in their in their dungeon delving and came up with uh, an abolith thingy, abolith or an abolith. Abolith. An abolith. Oh, I just, my, my son and I just made one because the new one Wiz Kids made turned out like crap. It doesn't look like an abolith. We made one out of a giant shrimp from a bag of plastic toys, oh. and it looks just like it. it looks just like it. Oh, cool. So that I took one that. Favorite monsters, one of my favorite monsters. I took that story and made a room in a dungeon that was entirely populated by aquatic creatures, but it was you know done through magic and was done on purpose. It wasn't random. <laughs> so it, that was fun. But air bladder sharks. Oh, yeah. At that point, I'd truly be white, according to Powdered Puff Nerd. Perhaps she doesn't like sharks much. Oh. Yeah, you know what? I'm right there. I'm right there. You know, after I saw the movie Jaws as a kid, I grew up in Huntington. I grew up in Huntington Beach. I didn't go on the water for like two years. Oh, I'm not kidding. Love, love sharks are fascinating. Yeah, yeah, they're terrifying. They're, you know, <laughs> there's not many things on Earth that 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 spell scary like shark. I want to get in the cage with Deep Blue as a bucket list. I don't know if you guys know who Deep Blue is. She's yeah. currently no, but it sounds like a bad idea. He's the largest great white. Um, last this now, I'm not, I don't want to do what Crazy Sauce did. There's this uh, lady named Ocean. She swims with great whites. That's, I mean, and she got right next to great. I mean, pet was essentially petted deep blue. She's 22 feet, about eight foot across. Said she looked pregnant. Eight foot across, dude. She is Jaws. <laughs> no thanks. I don't need to pet that. But I want so to be. She's like, she was like the human version of a turducken. Brother, I'm telling you, when she comes by, you see this guy taking pictures of her, top of her back, not dorsal, just the top of her head to the bottom of her belly. She's as tall as a man. Wow. She could eat you standing straight up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, um, just to let everybody know who got here late, maybe especially Max. We yeah. have not gotten into the evil, so no. you haven't missed evil. We just no. did preliminary stuff. Yeah. So Max from uh, Legion of Myth is here. Huh? Max from Legion of Myth is here. Yeah, Legion's yeah. in the house. Hey, Max. What's up, guys? Yeah. yeah. All right. So love, love your show back. last weekend. Last week that was a great show. Yeah. Yes, we like Max here. Though, so, though he's wrong on many fronts. We like that. That's what we like about Max. Yeah. So, yeah. um. Yeah. Anyway, I would say that Joe's going to have the links there to the, the the actual book article, but also check out the reviews. Pundit does one, and Waspinator over at Total Party Skills does one with a little bit of a twist on it. Um, I think he's a little more progressive than we are, but I kind of am growing to really like him. Um, but check it out, and he does it. They both do a good job of basically explaining why it's looking a lot like, you know, well, I'm going to put Emperor's Choice in here as well. Since yeah, we're you, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to send George your way, guys. Um, you know, maybe maybe he'll send you some stuff. I don't know. I, I don't have. I wanted, I've always wanted to grab some Arduin stuff, and now I can. So I'm going to have to do that. I, I, there are a ton of books. There are a ton of books, but there's a new version coming out. They're 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 like you know making a real version. You know that's that's not. It's all the old stuff, but. You know, whatever. And, and it, I began with that hardback with the first three. Is that a good one? If, if you want the old school goodness and, and, and you know, you want to start at the beginning, because there's, they sent me like 20 books. Okay. And, and it's, it's absolutely just. Okay. In a word, gonzo. That's the word we hear used most when, when we're regarding David A. Hargrave is gonzo. A lot right. of people don't like it, but you know what? 
He was. He, is it because it has um, sci-fi elements in it as well as fantasy? Yeah. It's yeah. a mixture, more like a uh, heavy metal type. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. What I recall, he was one of the early guys that kind of did his own thing. He, he was basically. I mean, a lot of people say he was basically. You know, kind of ripping off D and D because his books looked the same as the original books. His stuff started coming out in 1978. You can't get, you can't dig back deep enough. I mean, far enough to find too many other people doing anything at that time. Right. You know, maybe even earlier than that, maybe 77. You know, yeah. uh, is this British? No, nope. American. It's American. American. Okay, because I, I know I, there was I, a I, British company that was out around the same time that people say similar things about. Tunnels and Trolls was around. I, I I grew up in California, so did he. And as a kid, I I could have I could have met him. I could have hopped the bus and, and and sought him out. And I just every time I think about it, it just it he was me kind out. of a West Coast party yeah. Arneson Gygax dude. He was that kind of dude. There's some he's got some myth to his name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you guys hear my water on there? What's no. Because uh, oh, someone's wait. telling Max to cover his uh, his ears because. Of, uh, <laughs> his issues no. and I, I don't mean to to antagonize i'm just no joking. i'm trying to i try to i try to uh mute me mute myself when i'm drinking so okay so let's move on to evil because everybody yeah. came here for the evil let's talk about some evil <laughs> we're all here to hear about evil so yeah. what we're talking about are evil campaigns mm -hmm. uh campaigns uh set up i'm going to talk about just briefly mm -hmm. uh, some fellows i know from uh, the uh, D.C. area, <clears throat> um, they're all they span across the country. Though they just uh, one of their numbers settled in the D.C. area, and uh, they have a very very long running campaign where everybody's evil. And that one made, too. And uh, what they've done is they flipped the script and they said, "Well, we know how PCs work. We're just going to make sure." Um, how the good guys work because we normally do that. So we're going to flip the script, be the bad guys, and do all the things we would do to make sure that nobody can challenge us. So, um, and it's there's buy-in from the players, and they all take turns DMing. Ah, so, okay. so they're all uh, they're all bought in on the idea that they've taken over, and uh, not. I don't think that they've actually did it in game so much they might have um done some key things but they might have gotten their characters up to a high level i mean the the wizard of the party is not just a wizard he's a dragon high lord from dark sun okay so he's he's a wizard psionic dragon <laughs> wow. plus a whole party of similarly powerful pcs so and they have subjugated their home game world and uh, but they still go on adventures, which is kind of weird. But that's what they do. They'd have to be doing cosmic spanning adventures, right? So, anyway, um, so it worked for them. They didn't really backstab each other, and they cooperated. They just, you know, they did evil stuff too. So, so I mean, evil. Like I wrote the definition of evil in the notes: morally bad or wrong. Causing ruin, injury, or pain, harmful. So, if you play an evil character, so the merits—it's not like the merits of that game. Um, oh, yeah, I think Joe misspoke. Legion aren't dragon highlords, dragon lancers. They have dragon kings. Dragon kings. Sorry. Yeah, that's Sorry. Okay. That's okay. Joe will be forgiven. But uh, 
anyway, my my um my point is this. So it sounds like your your group, Joe, had some dudes that uh, wanted to explore the other side of the coin, and they weren't looking to like like you said backstab each other, which has kind of been my experience every time evil has been a focus or even just a single character turning out evil, whether you had a powder or not, they ended up doing something totally shady and either hosing the group or hosing someone else or killing someone. Right. Um, so I'm trying to figure out what, what are the merits of playing an evil character? I mean, what, what what's cool about it? it well, is, I think just, being able to do whatever and not not have um, not having any restrictions on whatever action you might as a player want to do. Yeah, I, I, as a, as a as a dungeon master, I'd have I would probably start the whole you know situation with is what are you guys trying to accomplish? There could be you know some underlying things you know maybe the way your dungeon mastering isn't making them happy or maybe they've got some personal issues uh, you know because th this could lead down a really really nasty rabbit hole mm -hmm. there are you know if we just look at you know the things that, go that are going on in the world today in life you know the the, the, the big uglies murder rape you know just mm -hmm. just to name a, a couple you know okay are you guys okay with cannibalism are you guys okay with you know slavery what, what, what do you, how evil what do you mean by evil do you okay. mean evil or do you mean selfish? Well, all right. I ran into a fella when I was in the army and I was reading a book, a uh, player's handbook in the day room and said, Oh, you play that game where you rape and pillage. I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. That's the exact opposite. So yeah. I would hope, you know, and then an, the separate, a separate person was explaining to me, this is also in my army days, um, how, what they would do. They would play evil characters. And what they would do is when they went to town, they would rent a room. They would all stay in the room and they would have sex with each other and <laughs> wouldn't leave the room at all to do anything, include using the bathroom. And they would end up rolling on tables oh. and they would get diseases and from all of this. And I'm like, that was fun. How was that fun? But I think um, someone mentioned comedic evil in here. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. With the twirling the mustache kind of evil? Yeah, so that would be one way to do it without getting weird. You could just be evil and, you know, um, pull bank jobs, so to speak. You know, st do stealing, do... Um, you can assassinate people, too. Sure. So murder, but you may not do some of the stuff that people would really blanch at. like Kind of like, uh, like lawful evil characters. Yeah, because... Um, or... what, because um, what would you imagine Darth Vader doing? Right. And um, there are some, there are many unsavory things he probably wouldn't do, but there mm -hmm. are a lot that he would. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or like like uh, Doctor Doom, or you know maybe even the the uh, Magneto or something like that. You know where you know they they're 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 evil because of one thing, one little part of their personality. But they really kind of want, you know, the best for everybody. But their way about their way they're going to go about it, you know, you know, they're totalitarians. Iron fist. 
Iron totalitarian. That's you're, that's you're bringing the, up good ideas. There. I was going to ask about archetypes. What archetypes? If you're going to play kind of a Magneto or a Darth Vader, you mentioned these guys. To me, that doesn't fit a D and D game because yeah. that means that person is going to eventually want to control the whole group. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a guy that says, "Look, I'm the boss." What if you have a whole I, party I, I full of watched, Darth Vaders? I never watched a lot of the D and D cartoon, but I seem to recall that the Cavalier character was kind of a dick. Well, he was a coward. Yeah. Is that what they mean? You know, is that the kind of character they want? Or like sometimes in Doctor Who, there was a there was a companion who was, you know, kind of shady from time to time, something like that. Or do you want, you know, the entire party to, to you know, build an evil empire and then fight over who gets to be on top? You know, because it, it, it you know, it really needs to be talked about before the game even starts because – you're just going to end up with, you know, a whole bunch of backstabbing or that's been my experience. Has anybody out there? I've, have you, I've never had the back, anything but the backstabbing or can't. I, I was, I was talking to Joe yesterday. I actually have a game that I've been running for over 20 years. They wanted to be an evil party. They, we played together for a decade or more already. We played for a long, long, long time. They wanted to make up some evil characters. They're still playing those evil characters and they're really powerful. You, they they actually own planets and and empires like Star Warsian empires, but they came to a point where they realized and they looked at me and they said, you know what, we think we need to be good. And they learned, and that for me was like one of the greatest victories of gaming. You want to be good, you want to be evil, okay, fine. We'll, we'll you know, and I I tried killing them, you know, every way possible. But you know, they were good at teamwork, but to some of the crap they did was just deplorable but eventually when they got that power they realized you know what we cannot hold up we cannot hold everything we've done and continue on our evil ways and you can't you, you can't ask for a greater life lesson than that you know when it comes to gaming you know because it, they're either they're either gonna you know get themselves killed and learn nothing or kill each other there's there's really not a whole lot out of it. That's why I asked at the beginning, what do you guys really want? I mean, because you may think you want to run an evil party, but you may really just want to just see more action. You know, that's what the game is about is action, adventure, and all this. And maybe it's, you know, you don't really want to be raping and eating people and, you know, all these nasty things that, let's face it, all of the, like, quote-unquote, evil races – you want to be like them, because that's where you're headed. Or do you well, just want to, you know, get a little bit more treasure, a lot more fighting, you know, and, and maybe, you know, get laid every once in a while in the game, you know, have a love interest, have things you care about besides just treasure and, and experience points, because that's why we come to the table is, is to, you know, fulfill fantasies we couldn't otherwise, and you know, because I'll throw those things out of. You know, you guys want to be evil? Okay. Well, there's a sign looking for slavers. You up for it? You know, the, the slavers are looking to hire more guys. That's the only job in town. Oh, you don't want to be that kind of evil. You want to elaborate then for us? Because, you know, it, it can get real ugly and real messy real quick. Well, yeah. Legion makes a good point. Um, he said, and this is a good counter. I, I played a lot of Necromancers, AD&D, &D, and Dark Priest, and it never made me want to rape babies. I don't think we're saying that's going to make you do it. No, 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 not at all. Not no, at all. I mean, player, the player. Yeah, I, I, God I mean, forbid. The character, the character. What did players say this? 
I'm not here to learn lessons. I want to hear, I just want to come here and I want to let off steam and I don't want to listen to the goody goodies tell me I have to do this or I have to do that. Um, and I'm, and, and then what, and again, I'm playing devil's advocate because I would say, I have something I would say to that, but what do you guys think the player said that? I would ask them to elaborate a little more. Well, you know, uh, there's a war over in this country. You want to, you want to join over there. You'll get plenty of action, plenty of loot. Plenty of drinking, plenty of, you know, you know, what kind of character do you have? You have a thief? Oh, okay, so you want to you want to break in somewhere and grab the, the most famous thing that's ever been stolen before? Okay, I, I can, you know, that's not, not entirely evil. You know, it, it, my son and I, we were going through the, the, the sins, if you will, and, and the commandments and things like that, all the, the things in, in philosophy, let's say, that are evil and trying to rate them, you know, what are the... What are the worst, even though some people would say they're all bad and mm-hmm. don't want to get into that. But legally and, and and by consensus, let's say, what are the things that are, you know, absolutely the, the worst and, you know, starting into getting into the more gray areas, you know, like little white lies and things like that, mm-hmm. you know. And what, what what you know, how far is your limit? Because, you know, yeah, necromancers don't don't necessarily have to be you know, a certain way there, there, there could be, you could have a lawful good necromancer. You know, I don't, I, I, well, it depends on the world's uh, right stance on burying the dead. The right. reason why they are depicted as evil is because of longstanding taboos against messing with corpses, because right. when somebody's dead and in the ground, you leave them the heck alone. And yeah. there's reasons for that. And right. um, so necromancers are looked at poorly. And for good reason, leave the dead where they're at. They're at, please. It's a dignity thing and yeah. all that stuff. And, and you know, it's just wrong. It's wrong. So yeah, you could have a world and a culture where it might be celebrated. You know, you had uh, the um, in the real world. Uh, it's not voodoo. It's the uh, well, they where they make zombies. Oh, okay, they, yeah, right. And so they're looked at with, uh, in their own circle uh, as people to be respected or at least feared, kind of the same. But um, or an example I just thought of, uh, I don't know if any of you guys have ever played uh, uh, Elder Scrolls. Yeah. The wood elves, they, they, they eat the dead. Right, right. Okay, that, that just that made me not want to be a wood elf. Um, right, right, right. <laughs> but that they, they didn't look at it, you know, they had a justification, et cetera, you know, but everybody else around them is probably, you know, not thinking the exact same thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, but there are some things that I'm sure we could all agree on that are absolutely, you know, mm-hmm. not acceptable. But when, when you're playing the game, I can understand people saying, I don't care. I'm just going to do stuff. Um, I don't want to think about it. I don't care about the ramifications. Call me evil if you want to. Call my character evil if you want to. And they're not doing a lot of thinking about it. They're not like contemplating the evilness and you know reveling in it. They're just doing stuff. Are those That's people, why I would recommend testing them. Are yeah. those people? But hey, so you? I mean, I don't. I mean, the testing them, I, I'm not sure, but I, I get what you're saying. But are those people just? They're blowing off steam, maybe. Like yeah, you were that's all they're doing, and it's a video game to them, mm-hmm. right? Oh, I don't know. Video games probably not. It's just no, they don't. They, they're not. They're not. I see what Randy's saying. I've had yeah. players that 
They, they don't care about the story. They just right. want to go in and get some combat, get some treasure, look for some traps or what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good friend of mine, he, he's, he's got that exact attitude. You know, he says, you know, it, it sounds like a really good story, dude, but I, I just I just want to blow off some steam. Okay, well, then go after the bad guys, you know? Right. You know, be be a hero, you know, so that you're not dragging the rest of the party down because they they want to be heroes, you know. They they want to they want they want like I said before that that Star Wars scene where they get the medal put around their 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 neck from the princess at the end, you right. know. Yeah, I and think- honestly, I like playing good characters. I like being the good guy. Sometimes I like to cut loose and not and be um, kind of a neutralist guy, like my uh, like uh, Butch is neutral. Mm-hmm. He just walks around and kicks people's head in, heads in, but he doesn't like randomly do that. He do he wherever the party leads him, and it's usually. Yeah, after I, the I, have a, I have a great fondness for chaotic neutral characters of old. You yeah. know, it was one of my favorite alignments for a long time as a player. But does that neutral ever, you know, go into the gray and darker areas, or do you just, you know, you're just a smart ass, you know, wisecracking, you know. Han Solo-ish rogue kind of character that, you know, you know, tries to stick it to the man, whoever the man is, or are you, you know, maybe slipping over to that dark side? Yeah. What is evil? Who gets to decide? The GM, Mr. Max Boivin, I'll say, um, yes. Yeah. Well, there's that. <laughs> I, would, but... I would, I would say thousands of years of consensus voting on certain things that we could all probably agree on are, are those are evil. Yeah. Touching kids, touching Bar- kids. Barring moral relativists. Children, yeah. You know. Yeah. Barring the moral relativists who will say, well, this is an evil to you, but it's not evil to this other person because they're poor. I would you. say there's the door. Yeah. There's the door. But um, yeah. it shouldn't be that hard for a group of guys to sit down at a table and understand what evil is. I don't think it's that complicated. Yeah. No. And, 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 and also, hold on. Every once in a while, you run into that that player that, that's that's a friend you let into the group or whatever, and they're there just to wreck the game, you yeah. know. I, I, I've got a friend, or I had a friend. Um, I haven't spoken to him in years, and I probably never will again. But that 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 was his sole purpose in life. Everywhere he went, you know, friend of a friend, really, um, you know. And there were times I thought he 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 had potential, um, but time after time, it's just. How how can I just be you know stir up some shit and you know that's not an evil thing that's just being a jerk person right so and also what matters more intention or result I think they both matter yeah because you can your intention could be to protect the town and keep them safe so whenever somebody new comes to town you shoot them in the head. Everybody's yeah, you can go the whole Ultron. You can go the whole Ultron, or and you know. So the result excited. matters as well. I think they're both important. Yeah. And you know, um, so that's a Darth Vader good, a good Darth Vader point. Yeah. So Darth Vader, and um, people like him, the kind of lawful, evil, uh, totalitarian folks, um, they want a particular status quo, and by any means necessary. And mm-hmm. people are disposable in their worldview. So whatever disposable, whatever people they need to mow down to get their result, whatever that result might be, they don't care because they're just, you know, they're just, you know, fodder. They don't matter. But they all want to be Darth Vader. They don't want to be in Darth Vader's world. 
You know, uh, Darth Vader looks cool. He, he's powerful, etc. You know, maybe even a tragic backstory. But they don't want to be that anybody else. Even, even you know, like the guy he choked in the, ver- the first movie, you know, for disagreeing oh, with him. Yes, yes. There's no room. Make... There is no yeah. room for anybody else. No, you know? because you got to watch your P's and Q's because you might get, you know, you might get choked out. Well, you can never be his friend. Right. I've been talking about this, though, and I'm seeing some things, but no one's told me. Max a while back mentioned that he played lawful neutral, lawful evil necromancers. What kind of goals makes for a fun, worthwhile evil campaign or character? I think it it would, you know, you could narrow it down by profession. If you're a cleric, okay, you want to be an evil cleric, you want to be the number one evil cleric for your god, and then you get to be the voice of your god and, you know, eventually subjugate the world. You're an assassin. You want to be the head assassin, run your own assassin's guild, and be, ter- you know, the, the stuff of nightmares for everybody everywhere you go. Fighter, same thing, kind of, you know. Well, you know, but here's the thing. I mean, that's we're D&D. That doesn't sound like a good goal for a character. Exactly. I mean, good. good, I mean, fun. Because it's like, is D&D not a group game? It absolutely is. All those characters don't care about the group. Exactly. So they would sacrifice them to get what they want. So let me tell you how. Let me tell you how this, from my, my brief exposure, because they'd been playing for a long time. This evil group, and they were very powerful. By the time I got involved, and uh, you know, just I played a character for a night, and it was fun for you know uh, distra- a, a distraction. So during the adventure it was they were like any other group huh everybody had their jobs you know the fighter went there did the fighting and anybody who was there for healing did the healing they didn't worry about anything <laughs> but they did have their empire building portion of the session right because they ran an empire and what they did to make sure they stayed in power one of the, uh one of the, the you know the most powerful guy there was a very powerful psionic and, and wizard, and they had powerful cleric. They had uh, lots of undead vampires and whatnot. So they just had people subjugated mentally. And I'm pretty sure they basically said, um, I think the uh, the guy who ran the Sonic Wizard Dragon said, you know, you can do what I say. Mm-hmm. We can just get along by doing what I say. Or I'll make you into a psionic robot, you know, because I can do that. <laughs> a minion. It's essentially, you know, and I think they might have done that once or twice. Mm. And people just, you know, but it wasn't a, you know, like, we're going to do what I say. It was more, this is what would happen. So how about we just agree to say that we're going to cooperate? With the party I ran, they were all lifelong friends from from you know yeah these are all friends you know and i i had friends that were you know had done some you know bad stuff for whatever Mm -hmm. reason you know most people would look down on it you you know the whole story maybe not maybe so um people are always going to want to have friends but do they want friends more or do they want power more Right. Well, yeah, these they, guys are all friends. It was actually a party of pirates, believe it or not. Yeah. It's a, 
Right. But these guys were all friends and they, they didn't do any of this in malice. They just said, this, this is, you know, likely what would happen. So let's mm-hmm. just, we're going to act like what a party normally would. We're going to skip all of the backstabbing and um, being at each other's throats and doing all that stuff because we've already, we will kind of abstract that into the story, so to speak, and say maybe it happened. And now we're at a place where we just cooperate. Right. Uh, They all have their things that they like to do within their empire, and they just do them. They don't worry about uh, political struggles within the group because they're all friends, so they don't want to do that. But you also mentioned they all took turns dungeon mastering. Yes. That, to me, poses a huge conflict of interest sort of problem. It does. So they're all in the same script. They all agree that they are in charge, so they all support that they are in charge. They don't really send any... um, any challenges that way the challenge is within whatever the adventuring is not in the empire building part. yeah it would it, it would seem that there would be you know that shouldn't work out right you know to me it just seems like you know, nobody's none of the dungeon masters are ever going to throw anything as an obstacle or a challenge or anything that could possibly upset the status quo which is something they've all agreed upon ahead of oh, time not within the empire but in the modules they did in the adventures they gotcha. sure throw some really powerful stuff and people can die gotcha. but but they have a cleric that can resurrect them so as long as that cleric that can resurrect them lives then it's only a little obstacle because they're high level here's an interesting statement by max with the whole we got pirates as a possibility uh, playing high-level evil sucks, he says. Playing low-level evil, having to balance the evilness with society. I guess maybe because you're lawful, you think you don't want. Maybe you don't want things, or you don't want things to get out out of balance. Okay, that's possible, though. That's kind of strange. Uh, that would sound more neutral than evil. Uh, Darth, as a wizard, you can have a goal to learn every spell, and you decide. That's only something Joe would like. Decide to find a form of immortality. Quickest way is lich by default. Evil. Okay, um, but my, my point is. These go like and here's here's a funny one, but is this is this funny by Max? A friend of mine is still pissed at me because my Palladium Dark Priest raised his character as a zombie to me and help fight the enemy. Would you do that instead of saving him? Because I would say, okay, I get it. You said, well, I'm gonna make you a zombie, even though I could raise you from the dead and bring you back to life. That might well, be. he could do both. So you could be a zombie for a little while, help me out, mm-hmm. and then when I can, when at, at my leisure, I'll you know resurrect you and then and share the joke. Yeah. I could see yeah. that being funny. With what Max said, not the last time, but the previous thing about yeah. the high and low level, I, I kind of agree. You know, mm-hmm. there, there's going to come a point where if I'm playing an evil character in a party like that, I'm just going to kill everybody. I'm just, uh, you know. Well, I don't, I don't know that that's necessarily inevitable because in the real world, evil depends on what kind of character do. I'm. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in the in the real world, evil people do work together. Yes. Not, and they don't just end up murdering each other. And they I mean, all the people, all the, all of the. Hillary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but right, right. So there's exceptions, obviously. But with um, Hitler, he had all kinds of evil cronies. They didn't all just kill each other all the time. No, because they were too worried about. There was some kind of balance of power kind of thing going on. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, mutually assured destruction, probably. He was in their their minds. They just didn't want to yeah, right, go there, right. perhaps. But you know, so it sounds like the Dragon King in that campaign of your friends, Joe. He was the boss of the party, though, right? 
see, this is the thing, though. They had some very high-level, second-edition version Cavalier, Paladin, evil guys. And remember how powerful Cavaliers were? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were. So, sure. So, and and Paladin? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're yeah. very powerful. Yeah. High yeah level. And throw in, the, throw in a, a nice set of plus five full plate. Even, you know, even, yeah, yeah. And even though the, that wizard had lots of spells and psionics, he only had like 80 hit points. I mean, didn't have that many hit points. It, it, the, the dragon doesn't give you any hit points. It just gives you extra powers. So um, I'm pre- not, not, well, I don't think it give you that many hit points. You know, D4 hit points. Uh, it just doesn't do anything for you. So you have to be careful. So... I think that's why they just all decided, you know, plus they're friends. So they don't want to just backstab each other. Mm-hmm. So okay. they're just going to cooperate. Right. But I could see, I, I could see. They're going to metagame wise co- cooperate. Yeah. I can see in any, any other situation, though, a dungeon master um, that was just the dungeon master and not one of the players mm-hmm. in a situation like that. Well, you find a ring of regeneration. Who gets it? Oh. Yeah, fight, fight over the item. That can happen, or the woman, or this who, group? Gets the, who gets to sit in the, in in the, in the throne, who gets you know the glory, who's the top dog. All kinds of reasons why people have you know killed each other in the past. Sure, and sure. then you throw in you know treasures that we can only you know dream of. That I think the the, the greed and, and the realization of what. You know, you, you give me, you know, th- there's one potion of immortality. Yeah. Who gets it? Right. Me, there's going to be a potion of immortality at the end of the night and four dead characters. So here's what I'm hearing with our discussion right here, guys. And and nobody in the in the chat has convinced me otherwise. Um, it seems like an evil campaign. And I'm not talking about like if. Like for Max, if he's the only evil dude in the group, he can keep himself on the down low and have his sure. own plans. And he's like, I like these dudes. Dudes, they keep me alive. I'm not looking to kill them, but I am looking to maybe to balance the evil out. Okay, let's say that's the case. Uh, okay. And he said low level, not high level. Fair enough. That could probably be a campaign that could last for a while. But to me, it seems like it's inevitable destruction in some way. I don't mean they kill each other necessarily directly, but at some point, like Shadow said, someone's going to be like, I get the potion of immortality. And I'm the dude, because that's how it's going to happen. And or they machinations in the back and they get it. Or you take a meta approach like Joe, like Joe's group he's talking about is the only group. Now, not like Randy's talked to every group of gamers all over the world mm-hmm. that I've ever heard that actually I've heard people say, well, I had a great evil campaign. OK, but I didn't get to discuss it with them. Joe's told me about this before. Sounds like they figured it out, but they super meta the solution. Let's just don't backstab. Let's yeah. play like adventurers, but let's be evil on paper and maybe evil for real, but not against each other. Mm-hmm. Right. My, my party had the same sort of, you know, mm-hmm. deal, if you will, where they weren't going to mess with each other because I was like, you know what? I'm not going to I'm not going to you know arbitrate that kind of crap. You know, we're all friends and then we better leave as friends or we're not going to just go down this route. Since I'm the dungeon master, you know, I, it's up to me if we're going to actually you know, go down that route. However, at some point in any good story, I know D&D is not supposed to be a story, but 
eventually some some force or something, some army is going to say, no, you guys need to go. You guys are evil. You Hitlers need to die. Now here comes a war at your doorstep. Here right. comes a party of good characters. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you Now you have to fight an army of good characters. Every good character from the entire planet has decided, no, you can't do this anymore. Yeah, nobody exists on their planet that gets above first level. I don't know how they work that out, but that's part of their meta. You're, oh, hey, you're second level, we kill you. We don't like. I think there's this word we don't like. It's called cheating. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, they all they all share the DM. But so th- th- that's, that's for that, the that's empire. Almost- they let the empire thing. They 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 don't do that when they're adventuring, right? They don't pull any punches or anything like that. They just all cooperate in letting the empire thing happen. Nothing else. It's almost like they're playing a completely different game than Dungeons and Dragons, maybe. Yeah. Um, maybe. Which is fine. You yeah. know? Omanow makes a point I want to talk about. He said that magic at high level matters less. Ring of Regeneration is best for the weakest. Um, I would think if people don't... I mean, if I'm evil, why do I care if it's good for Joe's character or not? Yeah. You know? I don't want to die. No. Period. Yeah. If he wants to be a lich, so let him die and be the lich. I'm getting the ring. What do you mean? The I'm other... Not- yeah, the other the other way to look at it though, as an evil person, is, um, with it, and it depends, right? Ring of regeneration is not a free you never die thing, right? Well, right. some of them so, are. Well, if they if they regen if after you die they you know, yeah. Old school. I don't think they did, unless it was a variant, in the core books. It's been a long time since I looked at one. Yeah, or two. I, I could be wrong on that, but. But know. so so let's say there was that was the kind of ring you're talking fair about. Fair enough. You you have a ring of regeneration as long as you're not burned with fire or acid or whatever the ring is keyed to or whatever could be could vary. It could be an Arduin thing maybe. Yeah. So you 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 will always live until you're knocked unconscious. You have a ring ring of regeneration there, and you're going to wake up eventually, except when someone from the party pulls it off of your finger. Right. Right. Which could yeah. happen. Look, but. I- Max is qualifying his game too. Oh, go ahead, Joe. Sorry. So, you could look at it that you want that so you're for your personal, but you could also look at it as if you give it to somebody else, that might still protect you because everybody living means everybody lives. Like to give it to the cleric, or something like that, or whatever, whatever. It doesn't not necessarily just the ring of regeneration. It's just whatever you know, whatever you happen upon. You you can still have some sort of reasonable division of treasure mm-hmm. uh, amongst evil people with the idea of everybody surviving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Max said like his two evil games he ran players got along better, uh, um, as evil than as good because they overplayed. They were more of a chaos versus law, which does give you some room. Mm-hmm. If you're like all about keeping order, you can do some evil crap. Mm-hmm. Tim Scott's trying to get some brownie points. He and I are playing this weekend. He says, Max, if you knew your planescape, you would know the war between chaos and law is much worse than the war between good and evil. Maybe there is something to that. There yeah. is something. Elric. The Elric books. Yeah. The Elric books. Yeah. Right. But, well, again, there's that, that, fi- that not fine line, but, you know, is it really evil or is it just selfish? You know, uh, Palladium has different kinds of alignments, and sure. they um, and selfish is is a lot of what I'm hearing, not what you know. You know, like I said, there's some things out there that are evil. 
okay, that none of us would ever condone at our tables. But the monsters are doing it. The demons are doing it. The the ultimate evil powers. Those are the things they, you know, those are those are their bread and butter. Those are the things they look forward to more than just stealing and you know some of the other things that you know aren't necessarily full on evil. And, and I, I think if you're gonna do an evil game, you need to kind of have that discussion. You know, do you guys want to be evil or just selfish? You know. Um, are, are you going to cross every kind of line when your evil God says, you know, do X, you know, for me, because I want you to do X. Mm-hmm. Are you going to cross? Are you going to go and do that? Or are you going to say, uh, sorry, Orcus, um, that I can't do that. Right. right. Because that's true evil. Yeah. You know, evil has no limits to the depravity and, and, and the, the, the depths it can sink. And mm-hmm. we don't hear about these things because no one will dare write about them, you know, but, you know, there's some, there's some evil acts mm-hmm. that I, I, I don't want to ever be a part of, you right, know, right, right. As, as Dungeon Masters, we're already part counselor, part therapist, part referee, part storyteller, all these things. I don't want to, you know, have to go into a court of law and explain that, yeah, I was his dungeon master and yeah, I kind of, maybe set him down the wrong road and that's why he opened fire to school. Mm. No, you, you know, don't want that. Uh, we, we don't know what they really want unless we ask yeah. them, you know, maybe in a session zero kind of thing. Some people like it, some don't. Right. What do you mean by evil? Right. So Legion has a couple of things here. This one I put up because the chaotic good or chaotic neutral characters we're messing with the other, you know, the people playing them, we're messing with the other players. Mm-hmm. As in, uh, that wasn't good, that wasn't good, that wasn't good, I'm a good guy, and, you know, that kind of thing, probably. And I've seen that, but um, that's that's also, that has doesn't have anything much to do with evil good thing. It has more to do with the people at the table wanting to be jerks to each other. That's what my character would do. Crap. Yeah. So, your 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 mute muto, muto. Oh, I'm talking and Randy. And I was just quoting Max there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, shadows hitting down the head. It's selfish players playing chaotic characters and using. That's what my character would do. Crap. You can do that with evil or good. Omenow follows up with a good one too, guys. The issue I had with evil is there were not boundaries, and it made more made it more boring as it didn't have any moral conundrums. I agree. I, I think there's a question as a DM. How do you even, ch- I always wondered, how do I even challenge evil characters? Heck, how do I even prep for evil characters? You know, I, I can't prep an adventure. I don't know what, and they're going to be like, well, I ain't doing that. Or yeah, I'll do it, but I'm going to kill you and come back and take your stuff. Or, oh, you're saying that the town is weak now because these uh, kobolds have been attacking you? Guess what? I'm taking over the town. <laughs> I, mean, I mean. Yeah, there, there, there is quite a bit of that. And I think it would be best to, you know, keep them out in the wilderness or in a very long dungeon for a very long time, you know. And then when they come back and they see, you know, all the starving children and all the all the things that they they could, you know, how, how they could change the entire situation by not being assholes, <laughs> you know, spreading out a few copper here and there. 
Okay, no, no, we're keeping it all. Every last, every last shekel we're hanging on to. They can starve. Oh, good, they're starving. Okay, now we're like you said, taking over the town. Um, that's that's what really evil people would do, and and I don't think people really want to really be that evil. They just want to get away with whatever they can without the consequences. Yeah, especially knowing it's a game, you know, because I, I I'm, I'm pretty certain I've never ever 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 had a player who wanted to, to, to do the snuggle struggle with anybody, you know, against their will kind of situation. Right. But you know what? It, those female characters that go adventuring and then get themselves tied up and, and thrown in a cage or something like that, horrific things should be happening, but we don't do that. Well, we, don't, we don't. We don't. Pick characters don't do that, no. No, I, no. Fade to black. They're, um, it's not going to happen. Yeah. No, no, no. But it would. It would. You it know? would. If yeah, it would. If orcs capture a female and have them in a cage, they're gonna do what they do. Not yeah. that's where half orcs come from. Yeah. That's where half orcs come from, right yeah. guys? Um yeah. I would say in my world no, because they don't procreate with humans. They try <laughs> really hard, but it never works. People that evil become politicians. <laughs> Thank you, Omanow. Yes, that that is absolutely one hundred percent correct, yeah. and uh, and you know that that's that's just one example of the things that you know we always like you say fade to black or it doesn't happen because I don't want that on my conscience you know I, I don't want to have to describe it I don't want to talk about it I don't want you know I I, I I gain so I can like kind of ignore the stuff like that in life and I would hope my players you know want to go out there and and, and be better. You know, not not sink down to, you know, join the, the people and things I'm trying to get away from. Right. You know? Because I hear, I've heard this. I'm good all day. Why do I have to be good when I play? I'm like, all right. Or I want to play you, something that you I'm be not. Because yeah, you can be I, better. Yeah. Well, they'll also say, because I want to play something that I'm not. I'm like, so you're not a wizard. You're not a thief. Well, you might be <laughs> you're not thief. an elf. You're not an elf. So you can be a good guy. You can play a super good guy, and you can play the guy who, you know, in normal everyday life, we we have to calculate the risk we might take by making a real stand against someone who's bad right in our face. Right. 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 In, the here, game, in the game, you can throw caution to the wind and just get it up in that evil guy's face and say, face my steel, dude. Let's right. throw down, you know. Right. So it, the game lets us expand upon our good, um, the goodness that we do have. And uh, hmm, I shared my food with my shirt today. Um, <laughs> um, right. So it allows us to be someone who we aren't. Remember, remember I was talking about that scene in Star Wars at the end of the movie yeah, where, yeah. Where, they get, where they get the medal. Okay. What in a game can ever feel better than that? Right. If you're striving for something that's not like that, I, I can't even imagine what it would, would be. There's literally, you know, that 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 little scene from the end of that movie, the the, the real first Star Wars, it, it, it sums it all up. It doesn't matter how much money, how much treasure, what kind of lightsaber, what plus is your lightsaber at the end of the thing. Nothing in any game can compare to that moment. And if you're not striving for something like that, even though you know you're striving for that, you know, it's still if you if you get there, 
you've you've literally won Dungeons and Dragons. Oh so, yeah, when you beat the bad guys. Yeah. Now and, and that and that 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 gorgeous princess, you know, gives you that wink. Yeah. You know, other than marrying that princess, so there's, <laughs> there's nothing better. It could be problematic. You might find out you're related. <laughs> well, I was looking at it from Han Solo's eyes, but yeah. Yeah, Han Solo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So or Chewbacca. So guys, if I mean we could you know go back and forth through this all. <laughs> I don't think Han and Chewbacca are that are like that. <laughs> Shipmates. If I said tomorrow, hey guys, I'm running a evil campaign. Bring your favorite evil character. Would I you, wouldn't have one. Would you even? Would you be interested in playing that? Okay, so with all this being said, every once in a while, it seems like a it seems like uh, if it's a one shot diversion where we're just like doing a bank heist. I mean, it depends on. I wouldn't have to know the details, right? If you're just saying. I only hey, have one question. Yeah. What level? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Fifth level. Don't have one. <laughs> Well, right. So, you, okay. My point is, so you know, say we're going to use pregens to start off with, or I have a fifth level character we're ready to play. I, I'm kind of with Joe. I could be intrigued, like at Cabin Con, if the guy said, "Hey, we're going to run a, I'm going to run a campaign with evil characters, an adventure with evil characters." It'd have to be a single session adventure, probably to at least pique my interest and be okay with it. As long as we're not doing the heinous stuff that you talked about, Shadow, I could probably play a session. But mm-hmm. I don't know that I could – I personally would not enjoy it. I can't imagine a campaign I would enjoy where everybody is. I, I think a lot of people really just want to be the evil character surrounded by good characters yeah. you know, or, or neutral. You know, they, 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 they don't think – I mean, if you think about it, well, gosh, now not only do I have to worry about the traps and the monsters, I got to worry about, you know, Frank and Charlie over here, you know, stabbing me, you know, taking my stuff while I'm sleeping. You know, it just makes the game tenfold harder. And, you know, that whole no honor among thieves, you know, okay, we're going to, we're we're not going to kill each other, right, guys? Right, right, right. 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 Yeah, sure. So for a one shot, I'm going to look at it like, remember the fourth edition cartoons that they had to advertise, right? So I'm a monster. So, so, so you, you take it as a, one off, I'm going to be a bad guy today, and it's your kind of a caricature. Right. And it's it's, a, it's just a throwaway game, but not. I would never. I don't think. No, the campaign. No, uh, one off. Sure, it depends on. But it would depend on the details. Like you said, if you're yeah. not expecting the players to do heinous things, you're just doing the tongue in cheek thing. Then that would be fine. And Max is uh, agreeing with Shadow. Too many people want to be Raceland. Everyone is good but me. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's really what it is. Yeah. You know, maybe, you know, maybe you, you, you've got some, some you know, beta players or whatever you want to call them. They'll, they'll just go along with the group. But then, you know, when it comes down to it, then they're, they're the ones that's going to get sacrificed. You know, maybe they're not going to be so happy about that. Um yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that you know, just play hack and slash without worrying about morality. Maybe you know, um, games like Shadows of Brimstone. They're, you know, we're kind of all, you know, still the heroes, but you don't have to worry about certain things. You know, um, maybe you know, uh, maybe ask them if they want to do that in a different kind of game, like like Traveler. You know, where everybody's even right off the bat. You still want to be evil. You know, because a bullet will kill you just as well as it'll kill anybody else in the party, and it only takes one. Do you think? And, it, and 
there's an airlock. Yeah. Within two steps. That's that's how I that's how uh, Mal cured uh what's him who's it? Um Jane. 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 He favorite show he, all time. Favorite he didn't show completely all time. Cure so, him, but he stopped him from uh um trying to uh be evil uh, sabotage the part the, 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 the ship at least. Yeah. So he said, Here's an airlock. How do you like that? Yeah, don't you think like a sci-fi, maybe sci-fi, any game that's not truly fan, like a fan, a true fantasy where there's a lot of things that can't happen, it'd be right. harder to play evil because, especially if I'm playing, I would have a hard time not using my own uh, moral compass. And I've said before, you know, if I got a group of guys and one dude's evil, and I see a guy do something super shady, even if it doesn't hurt us, I'm gonna be like. I don't what else is what else is he capable of? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me, I'm drinking from the mood and putting it back in but the now, but now here's some more relativism. <laughs> hey, as a single guy, why use a glass? <laughs> Truth. I only drink water. I only drink water, so that's a smart man. Wish I did. So um, now now you're avoiding the moral quandary. I am. I'm avoiding it. By only drinking water. <laughs> hey. Well, once you, once you, once you, uh, you know, go down that road, it, it's 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 easy, it's healthy, and um, yeah. I, I can't even you know think about drinking anything else. It just well, do you think we've uh, batted this evil topic around pretty hard? Yes, kids, well, don't do it. Don't yeah, it's bad for you. Please stop. <laughs> or like I said at the beginning, you know, really talk about what you really want. Yeah. You know, as as a therapist, dungeon master, we can probably you know find something that'll that'll curb those urges. You know, because you know, we all we all just want to have a good time. You know, yeah. but you know, you, you can you can still be the like you said, like Mal, you can be the the chaotic neutral good guy. You know, and still get all that. You know that gritty, you know, feel or whatever it is you're really aching for, you know, but, but still come out, you know, smelling like a rose at the end instead of, you know, needing a shower, you know, cause you did some stuff you don't ever want your girlfriend or significant other to find out that you did in a game. Right. You know, cause I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to help people do that. I don't want to be part of it. I've done it. And trust me, you know, some of the things my, my, my parties have done, you know, um, they, they regret and I'm glad, you know, that's, that's all you could ask for is that, you know, at the end they realize this was a mistake. We should have been the heroes. I can't imagine. Yeah. There's nothing about playing evil that even, um, uh, yeah, doesn't strike me as interesting. That, that therapist question is getting a lot of comments and I, if I, I, I mean, shouldn't be a therapist. Yeah. I, well, no, I mean, we, we kind of feel like it sometimes, you know, um, part yeah. bartender, part therapist, part counselor, part troubles. Well, I get it from this point of view. When everybody sits down at the table, maybe somebody's had a hard day yeah. and they want to vent. So you yeah. got to listen to them. Yeah. So from that point of view, yeah. And then you are wrangling a bunch of folks at a table. You got to call them up and make sure they're uh, going to make it. Maybe they unload on you on the phone and say, I'm having a bad day, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, I get it from that point of view. I'd call yeah, that's, that's all I've been. I, I, don't, I don't want to know about other things that are going on in their life, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah, at the table, you know, you want to, you want to, you know, man to man, friend to friend, you know, tell me something. Okay, cool. 
I'll give you my honest opinion. Now you want to go, you know, beat up on some orcs? Let's let's go do it. You know, yeah. maybe that'll maybe that'll help for a little while. You know, I'm not gonna you know start you know for for you know making other suggestions. Eat chocolate during this. You rebel, Omen Al. Eat chocolate during the summer on a white table. He needs to be put in a cell under He's the jail, or not replacing the toilet paper when you're done. Under the jail. Oh, there you this go. Is true. Alien RPG does have an evil character in the cinematic plays almost always. Yeah. Well, there's some shades sure. in there sure. too. There's some yeah. shades. Because yeah. you got the one that's trying to that's uh, that's actively trying the Burke character, Burke. but you also have a couple of folks, at least one, that still is a plant by the or yeah. either is it a plant from the company or somebody who's sympathetic to the company or the android. Yeah, there's is always the, somebody the android in always a bad guy. No, but the aliens almost in the movie series. You know, which the, the RPG tries to emulate, you know, whether you're playing the actual adventure in the book or playing. I mean, I haven't read Destroyer of Worlds yet, but I have it. And there's a three part cinematic game. So you play three different sessions. But I'm sure there's at least one turncoat because every character has goals and motivations. And it's very I mean, the alien world's dark. If you're going to play aliens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually want to get that. Uh, yeah. My son and I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be but- Burke? <laughs> who's gonna be well you know and like i can tell you when i run my games at cabin con do aliens and i plan to and our uh our buddy silent josh is a, gonna run aliens this year uh you gotta expect somebody's gonna do something shitty just prepare for it speaking of <laughs> eat beans and cabbage and ride the elevator all day long evil. but but, but that, that's kind of like that's kind of like a, a scorched earth kind of evil i mean you, you know what are you gonna do to, to to protect yourself from that, you know, really. Pants. You fart in it and then you jump out so that it stays vacant until the next time you want to use it. Speaking of cabin, eventually you gotta eventually you gotta drive home mm-hmm. with yourself. Speaking of cabin con, I've got a story I've got to tell. So my buddy Philip, um we had we had run for years and one shots, one character would be the evil plant. Mm-hmm. We'd have that adventure. My buddy Philip turned it on his ear. He tells us for Cabin Con one year, he goes, look, guys, he goes to each person who's going to play in this adventure. It's, it's an arena style where your groups come in and you have an objective, but we're supposed to work together. And he's told, look, you guys are all you're he came to each person individually before the Cabin Con uh, days came. He said, you're you're a hero. Wait a minute. Everybody thinks you're a hero. Secretly, you are evil and wicked. But you've been called to do this cool mission by the king and you want to do it to look good. But don't forget you're evil. He told that to every player in the group except one guy. The one guy, our other buddy, Greg, he had often been the evil plant in other games. He goes, I don't want to be evil. I want to be good. And so it was hilarious because the whole party acted like they were good. And Greg's character actually was. We were all evil. And about halfway through the adventure, we realized it. And all of a sudden it became you're on your own, figure it out. <laughs> and it was quite hilarious. So, yeah, we have done. That is one evil situation that was actually kind of fun. But again, a one shot. One shot. Very. Yeah. Evil. And it was a party white. I mean, there was only one person standing at the end. So was it Greg? Uh, no, he got killed early because he was good. <laughs> so, only the good die young. Pretty, yeah, because he there was a challenge and the guy that was sitting on this it was Basically, think of it like going through a dungeon, but it was kind of like in Dungeon Magazine, what do they have the 
Challenge of Champion series. Okay. Where you have to do these different little, you have these different challenges, and you're supposed to work as a group. But at one point, everybody has to do something solo, and they get an option to either help this poor person in a dire situation or choose something cool for you. Well, all the evil guys said, I don't care about that person. I choose something cool for me. Well, our buddy Greg chose to help that person. It was a long story. Long story short, it was all a setup. He ended up dying. It was sad, but oh well. <laughs> but it, it was it was pretty cool. All right, shall we move on to uh, the last uh, topic here? Yes. Uh, segment. Uh, well, one random question from this is Randy's question. Yeah. I had, how do you decide who to invite to your group to play? On, only white folks. Uh, how could you? Oh, sorry. Did I say that out loud? Uh, how should how should or could you vet potential new players to your group? That was a joke, folks. Right. Um, although, if it's you really look funny at my, if you look at our extended group, it's very pale. We are pretty pale. Yeah. So the, the idea comes from if you're especially if if you decide how do you decide to you got a group three or four people somebody moves out leaves and you got a slot open. How do you decide? And I'm thinking more of a traditional situation. I have like, Joe and I are super blessed. We have like 15, 20 guys I could call at a drop of a hat and play a game. But if you got a campaign going, you lose somebody, how would you, start with Shadow, how would you invite someone to your group? What would be the vetting process? Or is there one? Well, you know, it depends on, you know, like you said, you got you got other gamers you want, you know, the, the, the game. Now, do you want someone who's uh, never played before, you know, or do you have someone who's been asking about it, you know, who's interested, but has never played before kind of thing. Um, I might go with that person just to get somebody new in, you know, just to get a new fresh perspective, but more often than not, I'm going to go with my, my regular game and buddies, you know, Hey, I'm, I want to start a new game, you know, it, it, it totally, you know, whatever, you know, so like maybe it's some new game you guys interested Yes, no, maybe. Um, but I, I more often than not lately, I keep thinking about, you know, trying to get more people into this. You know, we're, we're not getting any younger. And the people who are getting into it are getting into it, it seems to me, kind of in the worst way possible with, with some of the new well, things that are going on in the, in the, in the, in the industry, let's say. You know? Um, you know, I would love to be able to, you know, mentor – you know, some new kids who want to play, but want to, you know, that, that, you know, maybe friends of my sons, you know, that I know are vetted, you know, they're not going to be, you know, weird or other W words, you know, um, I, I really like that idea. I wish I could get out there and, you know, get to a, a, you know, like one of the stores I used to work at and just wait for, you know, people to come in who want to, you know, want to learn this game. You know, I, I'd want to be, you know, out there, you know, basically teaching, I guess, you know, showing people what what it has to offer. In lieu of that, my my regular gaming buddies, you know. Well, no, so that's what that's what I'm saying. So shout out. So I think I think I I got your answer, but my point was maybe I miss misspoke. My question is, you've got a seat available at your table. Mm-hmm. You got your buddies; they're there, mm-hmm. but you have a seat available. So you have. So the idea is, you don't have you don't have other buddies to invite. Mm-hmm. Um. How would you vet a new player? So for you, you'd be more. So am I hearing you right? If that was the case, so you got four four buddies. That's all you got. You don't know anybody else. Mm-hmm. And you bring a new player in. You would prefer them be 
fresh off the cabbage stuff. They've the never street, played right off the street. Yeah, someone okay. just walked. You know, someone who's 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 interested but doesn't know a damn thing. Yeah. You know, someone who wants to play. You know, not not just you know, hey, you know, get in here. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're playing poker. And, and, and do you know how to play poker? You know, we, we need we, we need a sucker. No, somebody wants. I have wants some to candy play. in my van. Come <laughs> play D and D. Some of the responses have been uh, ideally friends I know already, tolerable interests, uh, some of the same focuses. Uh, uh, <laughs> if you're talking about how to you, how do you get? What do you do when yep. you need to play with a stranger? Correct. You need to get a stranger into your group. Correct. Um, so, a with stranger that, from your group, he might be an experienced player, or like Shadow said, he might be never played. Right. So you might need to go f- through a few before mm-hmm. you find one that fits, because mm-hmm. they're strangers. How can you know what they are like until you play or yeah. talk a little? So give them a do a one shot probably. Don't just yeah. invite them to the campaign and say you're in. Might yeah. not even want to invite them to your house. If they're strangers. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, there's always that, you know. Uh, Go to the game store, have a, a few one shots at the game store, see what they're like, what this person is like. And have your, just have your radar up, see this guy seems pretty cool, he could probably work out. Ask them which, okay, if they know anything about the game. Mm-hmm. So, you, so Shadow, you want someone who's brand new, hasn't played yet. Well, well, at least just has, has, as long as they've got the interest... You know, otherwise, what's the point? You know, if, you know, you try, you know, so-and-so's girlfriend wants to, you know, show up, but she doesn't really care. She just, you know, no, no, sorry. Right. So you, you got to want to be there, you know, or, or, or learn about it or something, because you know, otherwise you're going to get one of those chaotic neutral players that just, you know, picks everything apart and, and, and brings it all down because she just wants her boyfriend back home and doesn't want to play him because, you know. Yeah, you know, without some sort of you know spark of interest, you're not going to get much of a you know result. I think I do this though, but not formally. Omanal says you usually do a five minute interview, just talking to them. Yep, just chat them up, see if they have potential. Yeah, yeah. hang find out. Elsewhere. Well, it, it, yeah, because you need to find out if they like fifth edition. If they do, they're out. Right, five e players, no way. <laughs> That's evil. <laughs> That's evil. It's evil. Right, I, so. I, I, I want to I agree with that 100%, but it's not <laughs> fair because I haven't read it. But at the same time, I don't want to be like tainted or corrupted or, or contaminated by, you know. I would be out. I would be out because I like 5e. I think 5e is fine. But it's not your favorite. I don't, I don't know. It's not even close. It's, it's, it's fair for me to voice an opinion until I've read something. Yeah. You know, because then I'm just speaking from, you know, basically ignorance and yeah. you know who knows i might actually like it i, I don't know i you will know? say i don't like their creative direction that's fair. Uh, without i don't have to know the game but i can tell what their creative direction is yeah by their advertising and what they're focusing on in their marketing the last oh, i don't like the this at all Four books for sure yeah, yeah they've been horrible okay i think that's all I, I think that's probably all that i got Right. So if it's a stranger, you got to take some time. It's an old. Uh, uh, well, at least one 
session at a game store or some neutral place, you probably don't want to invite them to in your house too much. Um, that's a, that's a that's a bad situation. It could, um, be. could be potentially, could be. you know, potentially you set yourself up, you know, for a home invasion. Who who knows? Who knows? Who knows? So, uh, yeah, because you might say it might seem good when you talk to them, and then they sit down to play, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I've done that. Been there. Yeah. And they they may you know have all kinds of you know misconceptions or personal belief systems or well they may not like to bathe. Yeah, <laughs> I think I would find that on the first me- meeting. I would hope one, would, one would hope. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they have personal habits. Maybe they're a drinker or a smoker or yeah. do drugs or something like that. You don't want anywhere near your 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 family and friends or what have you. Um, you know, some places that's kosher, some places not okay. Um, right. you sure. know, and those, those, some of those questions might not be okay to ask, you know, sure. some of them you might not need to ask cause you can just smell them coming, <laughs> but you know, uh, cause back in the day, everybody I knew, you know, did something and, uh, you know, Max Bovan makes a good point. Well, for me, this hits home now. That, and it wasn't like this always, but it is now. To be fair, for me, playing RPGs is as much an excuse to hang out with my friends as anything else. I agree, Max. Amen. I think so. Yeah. All right. Oh, hey, Shadow, you want to pimp your uh, pimp some stuff while you're here? Tell us about your little podcast of awesomeness or video. Hey, it's just me and my son. Uh, we do game reviews. We do. I, I do some book reviews and some game reviews of stuff that he has you know, hasn't read that kind of thing. But mostly we do, you know, most people say we do painting miniatures and crafting terrain and making monsters out of army men and things like that. Cool. But, you know, we, we do a lot of stuff and, you know, it's really a father and son channel. If you're a gamer, you know, you know, I'm trying to teach my son, you know, subtly um, all the things that I like and love, you know, and grew up with and keeping him out of trouble and he's a really smart kid oh my god you guys would love this guy he if you want to talk history or politics he knows more than i'll ever know if i lived a hundred lifetimes he's a young kid right he looks pretty young so that's cool he's 13 he's getting ready to hit uh high school he's planning on hitting rotc uh as soon as he gets into high school so don't let the hair you know make you think one way or the other you know we both have long hair but it's it's you know just because of covid and stuff like that and I was in a heavy metal band, and so he takes after me, you know. But, yeah, you know, we, we just, you know, just a father and son thing, you know, because there's so many dads out there, you know, who want their kids to play, you know, so that they've got someone they can always talk this stuff with, you know. And mothers and daughters, fathers and sons, fathers and daughters, you guys are all welcome, you know. Get your kids playing. Get your kids gaming. You know, my life could have been a totally different way had I not discovered Dungeons and Dragons and I'm, I'm grateful for it every day. Um, you know, my grades were horrible. And as soon as I started playing, everything changed for me, you know? Um, so now I, I just, we just, you know, we just want to share these things with, with people, you know, if you, you got the same interests then you know, come on down, maybe, you know, maybe you'll learn something. Maybe we, you know, we'll become friends. You know, I've made a lot of friends from this, you know, and, like I was telling Joe yesterday, we, we made this channel because of COVID. You know, we were stuck at home with nothing to do but play video games and watch TV and homeschooling. And we couldn't even, you know, go outside without people, you know, giving us the uh, invasion of the body snatchers. 
you know, screen thing, you know, where's your mask and stuff. You know, we, we like to ride our bikes and hike. And the last thing we want is a mask. And, you know, we were just getting down in the dumps. And my son says, we ought to make a YouTube channel. And we did. Here we are. And it was, you know, it, it was one of the best decisions we've made in a very long time. And, you know, now we're having a blast doing it. And, you know, hopefully more people will, 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 will do the same thing, you know. And then, you know, whether or not they make their own channel or just come and hang out or what have you, you know, it, it's all good. You know, there's 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 too few of us, you know, when 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 we look at it, you know, from an age perspective, you know, we're not getting any younger. True. And as gamers, we've got a lot to offer everybody out there who's playing. It doesn't matter what age you are. You know, you can you can learn something from us. We, we, we just want to we just want to share, you know, something great. And hopefully, you know, have fun, do it. Make people, you know, smile, giggle. Yeah. You know. And it's great that you're doing things with your son. A yeah. lot of a lot of parents, you know, they shuffle them off to school and say hi at dinner, and that's about all they do together. And, and you know, everybody's got their phone or their tablet in their hand. Mm-hmm. You know, this way, you know, we're we're talking to people, and you know, just you know, just trying to have fun, make life better. You know. I think and, that's and we can do that on your video. I like watching those because of that. It's good to watch. Which one? That's that's why I like watching your show. Actually, I like seeing oh. your son talking. Yeah, and, 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 and trust me, you know he's a smart ass, but he's a good <laughs> kid. He's really yeah. a good kid. He, he keeps me honest. You know, um, you know when we were talking about you know evil and good, he, he's you know I don't know where he gets it from because it's, it's certainly not me, but he is a good kid. You know, there there isn't a, a, a an ounce of evil in him whatsoever well to be a smart ass first thing is you got to be smart so that's probably a pretty good quality <laughs> yeah almost straight a's yeah all right well done good deal cool well, thanks for having me guys you know anytime yeah, you want me to come on back just say the word i i you guys is one of my favorite channels out there you know and i watch a lot of youtube and i i, I good deal it. I, uh, you know, YouTube's better than TV these days. So. It, it, I, I haven't watched TV in ten years. Yeah, don't do Netflix, none of that. I, I just, I discovered YouTube thanks to my little one, and you know, I, I, I'm always learning something, you know, and so I figure it's time to maybe give back a little, you know. So sure, cool. sure, very cool. Know, All right, hey, me stick, on, guys. Stick around till uh, after we're done. Okay. Yeah, yeah no problem. I don't know. Stick around for a couple what minutes. Do, you know. All right. All right, so if there's nothing else, I'm good. All right. If you'd like to support the show, please visit our the many places you can find us on the interwebs, starting with our website, biggestgeekspodcast.com. And we have a support page. You can click and find out how you can support us. Yeah. Uh, financially, uh, which is great. You, could, you should do that. All, <laughs> however, if you do not, that's fine, too. We'll still like you. Uh, you can share uh, share us on the internet with your friends and give us a thumbs up. I'm going to, this might not go over well, but what I'm going to do is um, I like the old cartoons. Okay. And this one phrase kept coming into my head, Hassan Chop. <laughs> and it's from an old cartoon. So a lot of people say, you know, smash the like button, smash the like button. Mm-hmm. I'm a little sound bite that's Hassan Chop, the like, <laughs> the like, the like button. <laughs> cool. So in, in anyway, um, 
We're on Facebook, MeWe, Odyssey, YouTube, our and Twitter, and our email is thegeeks at biggestgeekspodcast.com if you have any questions or suggestions or anything else you want to let us know. Is all this in the uh, in the description? It will be. Okay. Because okay. I, I before the show and throughout the past couple of days, I've been, you know, uh, talking about you guys' channel uh, and some other people too. I'm not going to lie, you know, yeah, um, sure. but I'm going to continue doing so. So, all right, cool. You know, expect it. All righty then. Sounds great. Um, all right. So, share the show with your friends and let us know if there's another way that we can uh, get you to listen our, to our show uh, that you can't do already. Mm-hmm. I, I got to reword this so it's easier for me to say at the end. <laughs> okay. A lot of words. If, if there is a platform out there that you guys prefer other than what we are already on and we're not there, just let us know and we'll try to get there. Um, we're going. I'm going to try to get us to live stream on another place in addition uh, called uh, No Agenda Stream. Ooh. Uh, and uh, if anybody knows the no, Aden- no Agenda Show, it's a podcast. And they're all about decentralization of things, and that's how their show is built. It's decentralized, uh, so they can't get shut down very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm not too worried about us getting shut down by YouTube or too small. They're not going to care about us, right? Um, but yeah. in the event that it happens, uh, there's a decentralized way. There's a couple of them. One of them is Odyssey. It's decentralized, mm-hmm. so um, there's not a server to hit to take someone out on Odyssey. Cool. Uh, so that which is good. All right. With all of that, please like, subscribe, subscribe, share, and rate us in all the places that you find us. Right on. All righty. This is Hi, Joe. Everybody. And I'm Randy. And thank you, Shadow. Yeah. It's been an honor, guys. Thank you very much. And remember, if you can't be big like us, uh, I didn't have it ready. Then be <laughs> just like us. <laughs>